0: We've full house.
1: We do have a full house. We have to share microphones. We have such a full house. We haven't invested enough into the podcast yet. Which we're getting there. We're getting there. We're building out a maybe a new I know we said that this was our setting, but we might be building out a new studio, so we're going to change settings once again. This
0: is about like offices of yeah, exactly. working here, right? Well, we
1: went through three offices in 2 years, which
2: was yeah. The only, the only thing I'm a huge pain in the ass. The thing I like though right now is it's really cold in here and now we have all these that sit next to each other, so yeah. we're gonna get like hot. Here. Oh, I'm, no, oh, we are gonna Wait, pump the AC. Actually, Paul, <laughs> Paul I,
1: pump the AC. It's feeling claustrophobic over there. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> a little
2: warm next to a bunch. Of At least you're not guys. sitting next to Derek. Yeah. yeah, you know, we got Derek the space guy. <laughs> no, but on
1: the podcast today, we have the Apex uh, Next Evolution supplement company. New supplements coming out. Um, Clay Hill's involved, one of my best friends on planet Earth. I met Mike. McLean, McLean 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 yeah McLean through Clay Hill through hunting I met Derek through Clay Hill and these are the apex guys um you guys you guys have known Clay for a while right quite a while
0: I met Clay Random, I remember that. Yeah, at the hotel. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah, I was in a hotel. I went out and did this uh, Colorado Youth Outdoors kind of a seminar thing and talked about Insider. And I got up the next day in the hotel and went down to breakfast and I look up in the elevator and I see this guy coming down the elevator. He's got a big Go Hunt t-shirt on and I was like, that's random, you know? Yeah. It's yes,
1: Clay. Always yes, repping. Always repping. That's why. That's why I love Clay. That's right. That's why I love him. Guys, world today. famous, internationally known, and he's wearing Gohan. It's the Clay Hill. <laughs> it's Gohan. The man. Clay. Hill. Love it. Yeah, it is a pinnacle. But uh, yeah. Do, let's uh, give some backstory here to to who you guys are. I mean, Derek's here. You give give some backstory on Apex and yeah. how that came together, and then we'll get into Derek's involvement and everybody what everybody's doing.
3: You want to you want kind of give the backstory where it I mean, all started.
4: This started in 2016. Yeah, the first hunt we ever did together, the first time we ever met. Yeah, sitting in a field, like waiting for a really big deer to, to come in for Mike to shoot, and we're just sitting there waiting and talking about what he does for a living and where he came from, and like supplements have always intrigued me. Growing up around like the action sports industry of mm-hmm. freestyle snowmobiles and all that. So I've always You've been jumped, around you jumped a snowmobile or of a snowmobile or some. I I've jumped some. I've,
1: uh, I have bit I a little bit the a little the of a little bit of a little bit of it. <laughs> I well, you of you were doing of that crazy you with doing all that crazy shit with, uh, who else? When they started doing backflips and all like that, Jay Quinlan and yeah. all those guys—they all grew up in the same area I did in Colorado. There, so you guys imagine Clay in the action sports? No, like Metal Militia <laughs> snowmobiles <laughs> yeah, doing backflips, like, like, all <laughs> tattooed, yeah. back face
4: tattoos. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was with—I mean, we we grew up with all those guys riding snowmobiles.
1: So you're not famous. I'm not famous. He's internationally famous. Yeah. No, he was he was riding snowmobiles with these guys. And he was telling me, you got to tell the story when we were driving back from Sonora, when you were like, oh, I feel out of control in the air. And Chris was like, yeah, you are. Yeah, I wasn't with Chris on that, but, oh, yeah, actually, he always tells me. Like,
4: I'd see them jump, and I'd try to follow in, hit a lip or whatever and jump, and I'd just be full throttle, things going straight over backwards. And I don't get the whole brake gas thing, I guess. I'm just out of control yeah. to find out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not those guys, but I do know them and grew up with all those people. But Apex started in a field hunting, kind of like all of us, how we all met, I feel like, through the yeah. through the hunting industry, you know? It's brought us all together. And
3: Yeah, it's kind of crazy because uh, one of our other partners that's not here with us right now, Chad, he uh, actually, I didn't draw a tag that year. I didn't get any auction tags or anything, and I, hadn't, I didn't know Clay from Adam. And it was just kind of crazy. I called Chad, and he's like, you know, I met this guy, and he's down in Mexico. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I guess he kills big deer. You know, Doyle says good things about him, you know? You got to give him a call. So literally, just randomly, I call Clay, and uh, you know we hit it off and went over, killed a freaking smoker deer, No two hundred inch typicals, freaking gangster. It's pretty you know? smoker. Yeah, we were the first. We'll I'll take one of those. Yeah, first, first client. Paid down. for legal client. <laughs> Careful with the legal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was pretty cool, you
3: know that uh, you know we went down there and you know connections of, you know, friend of a friend. And, you know, you look forward seven, eight years now and where that relationship has evolved. And now the new business, you know, that we've got going on together, it's been kind of a cool journey meeting Lorenzo, you know, through this process as well. You know, I I never, I always heard about you, but I never had the opportunity to to meet you until we were down in Swatch a few years ago. And, you know.
1: Yeah. You've got some good relationships in the, in the industry just overall though. I mean, yeah, you came from vitamins and supplement yeah. industry and all that stuff. But, I mean, Kings, we carry Kings because of you. Yeah. Like, you put us in touch with him. I mean, you, you've been around it for a while.
3: Yeah, I've been doing the, the thing just kind of quietly, always doing my own thing, you know. And, uh, in fact, Clay probably hated my guts because I was the worst client I know I was. Like, the first day I show up there, I'm like, listen, bro. I'm from Idaho, DIY. I've been doing this stuff myself. You're the first, I've never used a guide ever in my entire life. Like I wanted him to know that I'm a hunter. I'm not just some guy that's coming out here. And doing the thing. And I, I probably told you driving around the truck a gazillion times. Like, it was crazy. And I'm sure Clay and Clay's probably like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. But. I actually <laughs> just left yeah. him
4: in the field the first day. Remember that? Yeah, you did. You <laughs> <left> <laughs> <me in the laughs> oh, you're a real hunter? Yeah, I'll be back in a while. Just sit here. Maybe he'll walk by you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like you
3: did. We, like, sneak into this spot. This, and this buck's been hanging out in this area. And so we sneak in. and We sit down. We get all, you know, uh, holed up and everything. And all of a sudden, Clay, like, taps me on the shoulder. I was like, hey, dude, I'll be back here in just a second. It's just a second. He sneaks back out, goes to the truck. I see him take off. I'll get breakfast. Is that <laughs> <Yeah>. what you <laughs> went to go to? He, he, went and, he went and took a dump, you know, just went and went got to breakfast. Him. He, like, hung out, had coffee, you know, whatever. Oh, it it. it <laughs> leaves me out there you're three hours. how tough you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See if you're a real Idaho boy. Yeah, if you're
1: exactly. the real deal, right? <laughs> and then, Derek, you you got involved through hunting with Clay, too, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. So I was doing I just retired from the NFL. It was my first fall hunting. Um, 10, twelve I,
1: twelve years, ten years, ten years, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Um, ten years in the NFL, eight years with the Broncos, two with the Ravens, and then retired a Bronco in 2021 or 2022, and uh, so I was like, you know, over the counter elk hunting in Colorado, archery was just like. I mean, to be honest, like I got my just dick drove right to the dirt. It yeah, was, it's yeah. tough, man. It is, like, it it is rough. It, it is tough. tough. Like, well, yeah, there. and then, and then um, my buddy, you know, I yeah, met right? Nestor. Yeah. I met Alex Nestor through um, Luke Cadillo. Yeah. He does the, um, the...
1: I met Luke in New Zealand. So oh, really? Really? Yeah. really? Yeah, that's random. I hunted with Luke in New Zealand. So I went to New Zealand way back in the day with Chad Mendez, TJ, uh, Dillashaw, Luke. We all planned a, a trip down there. I, I had met Chad... Through UFC, have been involved in UFC for a long time or around it for a long time. Ended up going down there, and Luke was there. So I, I've hunted with Luke a long time ago. So I've known Luke before, like I, before I met Alex Nestor, before I met Derek, any right. of these guys. No I, kidding. I met Luke. Yeah. It's a crazy it's, small world. Well, it's it funny the way world. I met
5: Luke. So Luke, Luke saw that I just bought, I just switched over to Hoyt. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. down at my archery, no limit archery shop there in Denver. And he saw that I had just like got a Hoyt, but he was under the impression I was just now getting into archery. Mm. So he's like, "Hey, why don't you come up and uh, up to my house and jump on a podcast and shoot? And bring some money with you." And I said,
2: <laughs> "Bring some money."
5: All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we get up there. I get up there. He's like, "So how long have you been shooting?" I was like, "I mean, I shot my first deer at 13 with a bow." And he was like, "Oh." Uh-uh. Like, so you've been shooting. I was like, yeah, and he was like, oh shit, you know. He hustled him. <laughs> so I hustled him in that first round, and then the next round, we because he's got like a nice 3D yeah. course in his backyard. I'm jealous know? where he lives. Yeah, he's got a cool spot back there, and uh, well, the next round he was made like you know home home field advantage like. Down, like taking shots where I should have been just laying on my stomach to shoot. Like, I, yeah, you know, I couldn't shoot under these limbs and stuff. So he barely beat me on that second yeah, round. Yeah, his,
1: but. his five, five frame. Yeah. Giving
5: Luke some shit. That yeah, he might WS. be taller. Yes. His stubby ass. Yeah, he shooting uh, under the limbs. He can't quite do that. <laughs> but I was, get, I was up in unit 18, um, up, up right off, right on the border of the Never Summer, um, wilderness right yeah. there. And it just, I didn't see a single elk, man. And we just, we were hiking our asses off and just getting, not a single deer or or elk. Yeah. Um so I called I called Nestor and was like Nestor dude, like you got a spot up here that you know of and he was like well go try this he sends me over to this random I think it was t- unit 28 he's like go over to 28 and check this out and he dropped me a couple pins dude we walked up in there I went through a mile and a half of blowdown and never touched the ground
1: <laughs> yeah, that's and, horrible. and ran out of that's... water
5: and I was like shit I was like this is going to get bad and then This is your
1: first introduction to western hunting yeah. too right because you grew up Ohio. Ohio, Ohio hunting whitetail, yeah, 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 and
5: turkey. So it's all tree stand hunting, pretty much. You know, you're not know, spotting stock and white tail back in Ohio because it's yeah. all like private little yeah. seventy acre plots yeah. and fifty yeah. acre plots where you're hunting these deer. You're just waiting for them over yeah. corn. It's boring. Wildly different and than wildly Western different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the Western hunt was like a dream. Yeah, it was like a like it seems so. I come from very humble beginnings, man. I come from absolutely nothing. So like, you know, I, my first plane ride was in college. I never even flew on a plane. You know, so, so I just. Like, getting out west to, to hunt elk was something that just was always a dream, right? And then I yeah. get drafted to Denver, and, you know, the fall is taken up by football. I'm not going to go hike 12 miles on my day off. Like, I can barely fucking crawl out of bed, you know? Let alone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go hike and pack an elk out, you know? Yeah. So, so I finally was able to do it, and I was like, I don't care. You know, I got screwed over on a tag down in New Mexico on, on a mule deer tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to extort me out like another four grand, of course, and I was like,
1: "NFL uh, guys got money, why yeah. not?" You so know, they just <laughs>
5: try to find every opportunity. Well, that's the bad part about your salary being on yeah. on the internet. You know, people just know what you have, so they just it's so fucking try to take it. Adv- it's hard to find yeah. guys that won't take advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I'm up there getting you know just my butt kicked, and Nestor was like, "All right, I'm gonna get a hold of Clay." And I didn't know Clay. And I was like, well, who's Clay? You know, he's like, oh, you don't know Clay <laughs> Hill? Exactly. He was like, How do you not know Clay Clay? You don't know who Clay Hill yeah. is? He's yeah. like, you never heard of his dad, Jody? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. He's <laughs> like, <The> real legend. <laughs> no. Jody he, was is like, a real legend. he was like, his dad's the real that's what he said. Yeah. Like, his dad's a legend. You're Like, you gotta hear the stories about okay, him. <laughs> he's like, Clay will tell you all these stories. They like just drive down. He's like, here's here's the address, drive down there. So I drive down. I talked to Clay on the phone and was like, "Hey man, is it cool if I come down?" And he's like, "Yeah, we'll get you set up, bud." And, you know,
6: <laughs> it Sounds just it's like, always you know, bud. <laughs>
5: that's exactly what he said. And I was like, "Oh, I love him already." You know, because that's like, uh, you know, calling people bud if you don't know them. Yeah, it could be come off as like you might as well call me chief or, <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, or sport. sport
4: squirt champ, you
1: know, or champ, champ yeah. you know, little did I know but how it, big he was going
5: to be. <laughs> when <he showed> up. <laughs> but like that's something that my f- bud, my friends and I always call each other bud. You know, yeah. just to like you know you know. 'Cause if a stranger calls you bud, it's usually it's like different. Yeah. Hey Bud, we For got a sure. problem? Like yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> <laughs> not your friend so, pal. Not your yeah. friend pal. <laughs> <laughs> so I drive down, it was like three hour drive down there. Drive down to Sasquatch or whatever town it was. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. I was like, Sawash, what is this? Yeah. You know, I like this is only. I have a place in in Fairplay that's only an hour from yeah. from him. Yeah. So I, but I'd never heard of Sawash. It's like, like interesting it's, little town int- and yeah. very mm. interesting town. So we get down there and he's like, it's unlike any other hunting you've ever done, and it's down in this these big meadow, this giant meadow basically yeah. with these huge you know fourteen foot willows. Not and, even you can see over
1: the top. Yeah, you can't see over the top. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and like coming from not being not being in any elk, right? And then yeah. you know, Clay puts me. Who was it? Tate. Tate took me out the first yeah. time. Tater top. Yeah, Clay was with a client, so he just he made he made and that was to me like somebody that I know how these hunts go. You get them booked in advance, right? Like yeah. usually months or even a year in advance. So for him to just take me in on a whim, yeah. I was like, sweet. Like this is going to be cool, man. I appreciate it. Um, so we go down there and, and Tate takes me out and we get up in these willows. Mike was with us and, uh, that's where I met Mike for the first time. And I was yeah. like, this guy's awesome with the mustache. Like I fucking love this <laughs> guy. distinguished <Just, you laughs> gentleman. I was like, who is this guy? I love yeah. him. You know, because me, immediately I made like a movie quote and he fucking got it right <laughs> got away and I was like, yep, yeah, <laughs> my kind of guy. So Jesus we hit, hit it off right away. Yeah. And not to mention he had the apex in this little sketchy looking vial. I was like. <laughs> I was I was expecting him to start putting it on his hand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the vials are very interesting.
2: Clay it, gave me a bunch of those vials, the vials last they summer. They I come like, off weird. They're
4: really good for muzzleloader propellant, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They like they're, they're
2: dual purpose. Yeah. I really, I've kept a bunch of mine after I've used all the samples static free year. Yeah, static free. But you look really weird when you pull out the vials. Like, right. You're like, and, you're like and it has, like, up. the writing on it. Is <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not... been no, <laughs> no real label, It
5: looks like somebody printed this label off on their computer at home, you know? And I was like, what is that? he's like, oh, this is... A supplement, it's a pre-workout. And I was like, is it good? And, you know, does it give you the bubble guts or anything? And he was like, no, man, it's it's clean. It's really good, clean stuff. I was like, let me try it. So I tried it, and next thing I know, he's like, I was like, what's this called? He's like, oh, that's Tiger's Blood. And I was like, oh, I love it. Like, the name was just <laughs> yeah. perfect, right? And then he's like, yeah, we call it Apex. I was like, dude, what... Like, you know how sometimes you just have that feeling like you're right where you're supposed to be? Yeah, absolutely. It was like mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, ah, oh, these are my kind of people. Like I, this is, and I was looking for that coming out of the NFL, right? I was looking for like, um, where what's my next tribe mm-hmm. look like, you know, and um, like I said before, I come from, you know, a pretty screwed up background, right? I didn't have, yeah. my, my mom was a drug addict and an alcoholic. I didn't have a, a dad, my stepdad was abusive. So I've been pretty much since 11, 12 years old, I've been living on my own, doing my own thing and figuring it out on my own. So I'm always looking for my next tribe, right? And football yeah. was that was that tribe for me. So now that that's done, where's my next tribe, right? And I have my family, right, my wife and my kids, but like I still need that camaraderie of of the locker of it, room, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. uh, I found that <clears throat> down there in Sawash
6: with these guys.
5: <laughs> I was like, these are my kind of guys, yeah. man. I love these guys. Um, so so yeah. So I tried the Apex, and I was like, this stuff's great because. Pre workouts, you know, being in the NFL, everything had to be clean. I couldn't have anything yeah. that would that would pop, right? And so some of this stuff just has a bunch of fillers in it and it and it really gives you the bubble guts and I just I don't like that feeling. Yeah. And I don't like pounding coffee and getting all dehydrated. Um, so I tried that apex and I was like, I love it. And I'm all jacked up on, on, on tiger's <laughs> blood. <laughs> yeah. I'm tiger's all wound blood, up baby. on tiger's blood. and We go into these willows, right? And we start ripping bugles in these willows and this big, this huge, bull, the bull you got.
1: Yeah. That same bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that one. <laughs> We're this killers. Fucker. Me and Claire are killers, yeah. but yeah. don't I, send us after uh, an animal. Well, <laughs> I was going to send die. one at 90 and Tate
5: was kind of, Tate, and after he saw that I could shoot, he was, he didn't have, Tate never seen me shoot yeah. yet. So he yeah. didn't know if I could. You know, he didn't know what he was getting into. He's He's a skeptic. Yeah, he's he's like, this guy's in the NFL. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He (laughs) can't shoot. You know, (laughs) so I I understand why he didn't let me take that. He didn't want me to take that shot. But I was gonna send one at ninety. Like, I'll send it. I I can hit him at ninety. I know I can shoot. Um, and I'm shooting. I'm pulling 33 inches on my draw. Yeah, that was gonna be my question. You know, Order I your could send. Yeah, 33 inch draw, 80 pound pull. I mean, I could send a butter knife
1: and it's gonna penetrate. You know, <laughs> 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 so is like, pretty. It, 33 inch draw. It's yeah. pretty wild. His his bow selection is very limited. Yeah, very limited. Yeah. Well, I can't hunt in blinds because oh, I can't. Sure. get oh, yeah, I can't
5: too. go to full draw. Yeah. I Just had for that, clarity, how
1: how big are you?
5: I'm six six two eighty. Yeah. Six, so, six, like, five, that 80. puts in perspective
1: yeah. with some
5: yeah. giant arms. Yeah. Yeah, and long, really, my my arms are just long as shit. So, um, <laughs> so, like, we're in these willows, right? And this bull is just, I mean, I haven't been around any elk before, ever, yeah. right? And this is, like, my dream coming true, right? We're in these willows, and there's this bull ripping bugles and just raking trees right next to us, like, three feet, right? Oh, yeah, in, he was right He was, there. like, three feet from me. That's
3: and awesome. I was like, this
5: is fucking awesome. Right? <laughs> I was losing my mind. I loved it. I was, like, in heaven. Um, but I couldn't get a shot on him in, in there mm. close. So, yeah. cause it's just like, if anybody knows how thick it is, you can't even see the bull. All I could do is hear him yeah. and I could feel the ground moving beneath me as he's, you know, walking around. So we're going through the Creek, out of the Creek and in, back into the Creek. Yeah. I mean, crawling around, doing everything we can to try to get close on this bull. Cause he was just keeping, if any, Didn't elk, we
3: get stuck in the middle of the Creek when they turned back on so us, he so we was, were like waist, if deep. I could, <laughs> I we're like
5: waist deep in a Creek just standing there. Yeah. and they the all bulls
4: came were staring up to at freak, us. You know? Tate's <laughs> probably calling like he always does, just freezing him out in the middle of the road. Yeah, oh, Tate oh, was the only one like that, that. wasn't yeah, in the water.
3: Tate, Tate was the only one. Derek and I are like knee deep. Well, I was balls deep. He was knees deep. You know, in the <laughs> water. So <laughs> uh, it was
5: funny though, man. And uh, like I said, we got we got a couple opportunities on him. I could have. There was a big club bull, goofy looking. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, he what had I a really nice right cool. side, but his left side was mm-hmm. like this crazy looking club. I like and I could have, I mean, I could have slung one at him, you know, four or five different times, but yeah. I just was.
1: I, I saw that big one. I saw that big. Th- what, what do you measure? Straight six. He was a, he was a great bull. I don't yeah, know. Like Did you measure like three twenties? Yeah. He but bull. for great me. Bull. Yeah. 330s. yeah, 330s maybe. He's, he's, he's I no, think he was like, like a. Same. Yeah, he just, they're all the same. <laughs> he had <made> those pretty <laughs> white tails. Trail doesn't like this right now, but they're all
3: the same. Yeah, he was a beautiful, I don't care. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I would say he's 330
1: anyway. He's, yeah.
3: a, he's a great he's, bull. He stud, was just know. just north of that. Yeah, he was yeah. a beautiful yeah. bull, man. I was. I, I really wanted that one, but
5: that would have been a great first bull, but it worked out great because I ended up going that next week. I went down to Unit 34 in New Mexico and connected with a big 315, 320 inch five by. Yeah, Uh, dark corn. Great great film on it too, and it was a perfect film. Um, And I worked my butt off for that one too. That was that was five days, sixty miles, Um, and that's the one thing. That's the other thing is uh, when I go hunting with a guide, you know, it's because I don't have the time to put in the scouting, Mm -hmm. right? I have I have like other obligations that I can't just like go. I can't go scout for you know a month before season and figure out where the elk are are bedded up and where they're kind of moving and where they're wallowing. I can't. I don't have time for that. I just can't. Like my wife, I'll be divorced. You know, it's, <laughs> you know she'll lose her mind. My da- I have a three-year-old daughter and a fifteen-year-old daughter, so it's like I, I get thirty days out of the year to hunt. So I got to capitalize on it. And if yeah. I got to pay a little extra for a guide, whatever. And whenever you well, shit, you can, and
1: you're new to it, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, and, you're, yeah, you're and I'm just figuring it NFL. out, right?
5: Yeah. And I did, I did a DIY my first time going out. I did mm-hmm. it the right way. I didn't want to just like I didn't want to just walk out and you know and shoot an elk, right? I wanted to yeah. go hunt. Mm-hmm. I love because to me it's not about always about the kill like that is the ultimate goal right it's like but you fail more than you succeed right i played defensive line if you think i played 10 years in the nfl 60 snaps a game 17 games a season i play i had 200 starts and only 36 sacks so think about how many pass plays i was in where i didn't get a sack yeah Yeah. right yeah so i fail i know what it feels like to fail more than you succeed but it's about the journey getting there right it's a setup like yeah. do i did i learn mm-hmm. from this one okay i didn't get him on this i didn't beat the i didn't beat the offensive lineman on this rush that's so okay so I, now i'm setting him up right so i yeah. just keep working the same thing and then boom switch it up on him in the last second right and uh that's kind of how i approached the elk hunt. Mm-hmm. i was like i'm just going to go out here and just figure it out that's crazy and i was just stomping around yeah. the woods you know well the forest you know And I'm like, well, here I'm going to mark a pin at you know 10,000 feet. We're starting at 8,000. I'm going to do a 2,000 foot vertical climb at four in the morning. Big mistake, (laughs) (laughs) giant mistake, right? We get up there, and because that's the only spot we heard a bugle, and we get up there. uh, This is in unit 18, and we get up there, and it was like a fresh wallow up there. I mean, it smelled like piss, and it smelled like they've been pissing all over themselves, right? Yeah, Um, and it was it was fresh. So, and we had heard a bugle up there right before we left. Um, the night before, so we're thinking, okay, this is going to be a good spot, so we hike all the way up there, dude, and it was brutal, like, Mm -hmm. it was really brutal, getting up there, and we're sleeping in tents, you know, so, sleeping in tents, and we had a a sprinter van, but the (laughs) sprinter van with three guys in there, it was like, not I was like, good. dude, I'm just gonna go out and sleep in a tent, man. This is disgusting <laughs> in here. You know, so that's saying a lot coming from the locker room, too. But <laughs> yeah, feeling. yeah, yeah. And I was sleeping that van somewhere. was
3: pretty sweet, though. You it guys was had a, that pimped out. Pretty yeah, good. it was
5: pretty good setup. But after ha- I, because I was gonna build one of those vans out. I bought, yeah. I had bought one of those sprinters, the long, the longer ones, and I was gonna build it out for a base camp. But I was like, after driving it around, I was like, man, this thing sucks. Like driving it, it sucks. I was like, I'd rather just have a pickup and put a tent in the top of it. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna do now. But.
1: Smart. Let's get set up. But
5: like I said, man, we get up there, and and uh, it, by the time we get up there, it's like well, we might as well just take a nap, you know. Yeah. Eat some breakfast, Classic. take a Classic. nap, take September a poop, nap You know. <laughs> <laughs> you never sleep the oh, just, nap I, in the viewing. Oh yeah. Oh, just I I got curled up in a uh, against a log, and it was like kind of it was like nice and kind of cool up there at ten thousand feet, you know, just like oh yeah, just knocked out, right? Nothing more yeah. peaceful. And I hear a bugle, and that wakes mm. me up, and I'm like, oh, it's on, let's go. So I get all fired up, right? We get all I'm get all set up. I get my buddy Adam to call. Remember Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My you buddy Adam was, he was like, I'm going to take you up there so you're not cutting your teeth. Like, you know, you're just going to be stomping around the woods, not knowing yeah. what to do. Just ripping bugles like a dummy, you know? <laughs> and he's like, I'll, he's like, he's like, so he sets up like 300 yards back in this meadow. <clears throat> and I set up like half at the halfway point. And I mean, for like two hours, dude, we're going back and forth with this bull. And it's like, he was, to me, it sounded like he was, he just said, stopped at the end. Right. And I'm like. Something's up, man. This doesn't seem right. He should have already stepped out. Like if he's that, if he was that fired up coming up that hill mm-hmm. like that. He should have already stepped out. So I pull my binos up and look. It's a, a fucking dude standing there. I, <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. He's like, "Where's that bull at?" You know? Yeah, he's doing it. the same shit I'm doing. We pulled this guy up from all the way down there. My God. I he was. I like. I was pissed. I know he was really pissed. Yeah. That he is, didn't even, even come over to talk the to us. World. He didn't come over to talk to us because I was like, and he was like, I could see his head like shaking. He's like, "Fuck." No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's, 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 that's happened to all. <laughs> of, honestly, you don't want to go off yeah. and say you're hey, no. the guy. I'm you, a fool. I mean, you, don't, you don't want to go off and admit <laughs> no. that you just got called that in. I just no. called him in. Whether it's happened like, to all of it's us. It's happened honestly. to everybody.
0: No shame in it. But. Yeah.
5: No. So that was my first experience. So getting to go down there with Clay. And Mike and, he's, and Tate, it was just awesome. And one of the first um, conversations that Clay and I had, he was talking about you. Yeah. And he was like, You got to meet my buddy Lorenzo. You're going to, you guys are going to hit it off, you know. And he's like, he's a, He used to play football. He fucking loves to hunt. And I was like, Yeah, all right. Sold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so he was selling you to me right away. You know, he was like, to love that. this guy. Go appreciate on. that, bud. And then reppin'. he was like, You know, <laughs> he's hunting. always repping. Yeah. You know, and I'm like new to the industry, right? So I'm like trying to figure out all these different companies, right? I'm using Onyx and, um, what else am I, I'm using Onyx and hunt wise and all this other shit. Cause I'm like, you know, every other dummy that's getting into it, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. signing up for everything I can and trying to figure it out as I go. And he introduced me to go hunt and I was like, this is badass. Like now I could figure it out. Cause the units and the point systems, I was like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like you said, I grew up in it back East. You go to Walmart, buy a deer tag and that's it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can hunt the statewide. You get two does and a buck, and all you need is that deer tag.
1: We are a little jealous of that, honestly. That yeah. would be nice to know that you're going hunting you and yeah. kill three animals. Well, Maryland, yeah. it's a it's a give and take on both sides. It's yeah, pretty, in pretty Maryland, wild. in Maryland,
5: in 2021, in Maryland, I killed 16
1: deer. That's insane. <laughs> legally, you. I was going to say <laughs> yeah, <it's exactly>. all <laughs> legally, <laughs> wild legally, 16,
5: 16 of them, because you wild. get unlimited doe tags. And then you get three buck tags so i killed three bucks and a bunch of does just a pile awesome. can
3: you imagine if we had deer population like that out here in the
5: west oh, it would, awesome. oh, would be incredible
1: mule deer just taking the shorts though man it's crazy
5: yeah. like they just it's, it's well it's, it's, it's not fair well you got to think there's so many little there's so many deer in such a small little area so it's like they're all they're all city deer, so you're on, like, 30-acre plots. and Yeah. So you just – I, I call them backyard bucks. I'd just be set up in somebody's backyard. I'd just go knock on their door, and they'd be like, oh, Derek Wolf, yeah, you can come hunt. I'm like, sweet, thanks. You know? <laughs> you, can, you can write the permission so I don't get in trouble, you know. Yeah, just give me yeah, it like on paper, Make sure, write, sure it's written, please. Yeah, just make sure you write it on paper. And they're like, all right, I got you. And then uh, I had depredation um, – what they call them uh, crop damage permits. Yeah, so I had a crop damage permit, too, so I literally had unlimited –
1: yeah. That's unfair. Unlimited man. shooting with my bow.
5: Like so that. I was just, so I got to really like, you know, get, get back in. Like, Cause you have to, to kill, you got to be practicing to kill. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. have to have, that's what we
1: always say. There's only one way to get good at killing. Yeah. That's to kill.
5: And I took the same approach with football. The only way to get into football shape is to play football. Mm-hmm. So that's why I practiced like I played. So that's why when I'm out there, when I'm, when I'm practicing, like shooting a target, that's nothing mm-hmm. right. That's yeah, it's a different, can, different feeling. It's so a yeah, way different emotions, feeling, for sure. Yeah, so like to me, being able to go out there and get like that many shots on deer with my bow, yeah, because you draw a was, bow back on an animal, it's wildly it's different, wildly different, completely different, different. People different. get and it and it, and it really helped me doing that because when I first got, I had been it had been a long time since I had shot a deer with a bow. Uh, you know, really, like, eight years. It had been eight years. And I don't know, because there was a couple times that I snuck back to Ohio, but nothing big, you know? Yeah. So, like, these big bucks would come in, and I'm like, doo, 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 yeah. doo, doo, doo. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> I need to get back in it. Like, I need to figure yeah. this out again, you know, and get used to it. So it was nice to be able to do that. That way, so when it came to, like, the Western hunting, once I was getting in the elk and everything, it was easy for me to keep my heart rate low mm-hmm. and, and calm down and not get that tart, that Because you get panicked, right? You get in a full draw. You see mm-hmm. people they are like, no, they're shaking. No, I've <laughs>
3: actually got really good footage of him right over his shoulder and we were getting ready to smoke a deer. And I got my camera, just a, like yeah, camera, yeah. and I got him, dude. And once he gets laser focused, dude, I mean, it is just where is he? What's the range? Art? Athlete syndrome. Oh, they know, yeah, in, like, it's yeah, cool. I, I, get locked in. you smoked that buck. Yeah. You know, it's get, like 78 yards. Yeah, that's 78 yards. Well, let's yard shot. not
4: talk about that buck, uh. bud. Let's not talk about that buck. Oh, yeah, but I stanked his deer. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk oh, no, about that. I felt so
3: hard about this. <laughs> yeah, that was so oh, funny.
5: Listen, you know, he's mad when they won't come outside and even look at your deer. Yeah, that's You know, they're mad. Yeah. He wouldn't even, I seen him looking out the window. You While didn't we go out, out there and look at it? No, he wouldn't uh, even come out. He he you, hunted so that, you hunted
1: that buck We never, like never got a response.
5: Times. Yeah, probably no. not not quite ten times. but I sent him the picture right away because I thought he'd be fired up for me. <laughs> oh, I was fired up for you. It wasn't, he was it wasn't like, the picture. It was he smart was like, ass good job. over here
3: that like, said, <laughs> sends me this thing. This is how Clay works, though, you know, the Clay Hill. This is how he works. And he'd done this twice earlier in the season. We were elk cutting. This was right before Derek had come over. We had uh, another group of guys that come in, and it was a little bit of a struggle. They were older gentlemen, kinda had a hard time keeping up you know, with the elk and stuff, and Tate and I were struggling, kinda get these guys killed. <laughs> and then Tate had to leave for a rodeo, and my son had a baseball tournament, and so Clay came back, and I think he was actually with you, that, why he wasn't there yeah. the first part of the week or whatever, and uh, Clay well, comes back. That's when we back, first met. Yep. And I, I kid you not, I am halfway to Denver to go get on an airplane, it, the sun is barely up, and I get a text message from Clay that says, "Guys, what's so hard about this?" And it's a little video of him <laughs> and the client that I just spent five days with. You know, a double. Oh. And cow it, within and a bull. like ten minutes, they kill a cow and a bull <laughs> in ten minutes, and he sends that out right. And this was before you come yeah. over, so the backstory on that was that he said that, and then he was just such a punk ass when he was you know texting <laughs> back and shit. forth, and I was like, "Come yeah. on, dude." So, so then you when heard- you smoke my deer. And I guess was that so hard? First time we hunted it. Yeah. First time. First, first time. Day. First in Like day. the first five minutes, you know. It well, it was <laughs> that the crazy
5: thing is, is that I went on like a just a crazy streak there for ten days. And ten days I killed my first bull. I killed a double drop time mule deer up in Wyoming. And then I drove what? straight down. Yeah, that was a cool deer too. So I killed so it's crazy because I had I I did the uh, the elk and then my wife threw me a big retirement party. So we just like got hammered, you know, and had a great time, partied. And uh, you know, celebrated my retirement, and then I drove the next day. I drove straight up to Wyoming, and the and and one day tagged out up there, and they're like, "You are the luckiest!" I I just stalked this double drop time muley on these on the train tracks. I just stayed behind the train tracks and like used that that hump as the because he kept stopping and looking like what the hell is going on, you know? And I finally got a fifty yard broadside shot on him and bow hammered him, and he piled up like sixty yards, you know. Was he all was
6: So then then I drove,
5: I called Clay and I was like, hey, we got what, two days left on this tag? Mm -hmm. I said, I'm coming down, (laughs) bud. And he was like, all right, let's go. He's like, I got, I'm, I'm free. He's like, I'm taking, the, he's like, Lorenzo's here right now. And I was like, perfect. I was like, cause I wanted to come meet you so yeah. bad. Cause he'd been talking about you, you know? So I was like, I got to come meet Lorenzo. Yeah. Were you down there right at, at yeah, time?
1: Yeah. I, I hunt antelope out there every year. Yeah. You can, know, yeah, giant
5: antelope and my, oh, and my right. heat was out yeah, there, there
1: as well. Clay.
6: Clay <laughs>
4: cleanup crew. So you Bull. got snaked and then he you
0: snaked, got snaked. Yeah. I got snaked.
6: <laughs> and
4: somehow I'm always in the middle of the snaking. Clay's always in the middle of the snakes. Clay, is this completely
0: orchestrated?
4: Oh yeah.
5: you just
0: like up above. Pulling
4: strings, get tired of them messing around, there you know. You go. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. it was
5: funny, man. So, so, and like I said, in 10 days, so I drive down there. Um, Lorenzo's like, oh, I gotta go to the airport, and he's got these two giant antelope and a giant bull elk. And I'm like, Yeah, is, dude, mm-hmm. that's my bull. It's a <laughs> good week, really but good I think weed. it's what I don't give Yeah, You know, I'm just this, like, that's the one thing about me is like, even when I played, if somebody, if Von Miller and I. Played next to each other for eight years, and I did a lot of setting up for him. Yeah. So I would set him up for sacks, and if he got the sack, I felt like we got the sack. Yeah, you know. You did, yeah. So mm, sure. it was like that's kind of how it felt. You know, I had 100 136 sacks. Only 100. Only six of them I wasn't involved in. Really? Um, yeah. So, Holy shit! that's, wow, that's actually awesome. pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was only six sacks between the two of us that I wasn't involved in. So 136 sacks between us in eight years. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Um, well,
1: there's a reason you won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we dominated. There's
3: <laughs> pretty clear reason. Yeah, we dominated that Super Bowl too. It was it was fun. But still one of my favorite scenes of all time I've ever witnessed is when you drove Cam Newton, right? Oh, I <laughs> drove him. Dude, it's a late hit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I, do you guys remember that Super Bowl? Yeah, oh yeah, well, he, and he got so busy. Oh, well, he was like just well dude, before hands. the
5: game, he's running around on our sideline with these gold shoes on. I said, Bud, it's gonna be a long day. Like yeah, you know, but, it's be a real long <laughs> day. Well, your right tackle, but, your right hey, tackle was on our on our practice squad and he's trapped. So Vaughn's gonna just destroy this guy, and every yeah. time this guy's right heel was up, I knew it was a pass because he would lift his right heel so he could get his kick step in. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's pass. Looking so me and details. so Vaughn and I just had like hand signals already set yeah. up that we'd been using for years, little hand signals that we would give each other, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna shoot the gap, wrap around, right? And we were just, I ran up and grabbed him by the by his jersey one time, Vaughn just ran right by him, sack, fumble. Touchdown for us. Like
1: That was, you guys whooped just, the shit out of it. You me. know,
5: we just dominated. Vaughn got the MVP. It was I mean, it was perfect, right? We just dominated. Um, but anyways, uh, where was I? Sorry. How, I how many distracted. career sacks
0: did you have? Did you, you said 30, it earlier. 36. 36. And how many years played? 10. So 10 years, 36 sacks. I, I didn't realize, to me, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think about football, it just seems like, you know, guys are out there playing to get sacks all the time. It's not, like, what does that feel like? Like to, to actually get a sack that many years played, like the so, intensity of that situation must be, that's what's like resonating with me. It's hitting me pretty hard right now. Like it must be pretty incredible feeling.
2: It's, it starting to seem like it's very close to like what you're killing an elk. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Success well, both of them. So dude, killing an elk though,
0: that's, is it higher? Dude. That's where yeah. I was going with this. Is like I'm what's, talking. What's that listen, like? so
5: like so my last name is wolf so in Denver when I would get bit when I'd, I I make a tackle 30 yards downfield and the fucking crowd little bit of a little bit of a little bit a big howl a thing. howl over a would jump up I would you up know? So stand – you know, Championship game, bit of a little bit of we little we're a we're by two points a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a and, it's like third and six. I like run around the tackle and – Come back around, and I grab Tom Brady by the ankles and just barely get him down. And he's got a wide open Gronkowski. Like, if they convert that, dude, we're losing mm-hmm. the game. He's going to keep driving to score and I get that big sack, and I just jumped up and stand, stood over him and just started howling, and just stood right at like, doing that's something, so like, awesome. and then the crowd does it. Like, that got me jacked up. <laughs> and
1: it's fucking
2: Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, you're literally sacking I, the GOAT. Yeah, and I, I, mean, hey, I had more sacks it. on him than <laughs> <laughs> I have we're not, more. We're not talking about basketball. It's football <laughs> i totally agree. He's the GOAT of football. Okay. Basketball, right, you right. know where I'm standing. Jordan, right? <laughs> I hey, know. No, no. this, this is a LeBron guy. Oh no. That's a whole other debate. There's, there's, there's a lot of reasons too. If you guys want to, Jordan's a guy want to kill action. the teammate, and he will mentally destroy you before the game. He's the killer. Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> yeah, for dude, he's sure. A he's a, a fire, guy yeah. I want to win. LeBron does have some longevity. He has, he's a, he's a straight athlete. Jordan yeah, is also a yeah, really yeah, good yeah. athlete as well.
1: But yeah,
2: there's yeah, things yeah. going it's back. It's always an
3: interesting debate. Sorry, dude.
2: No, I'm
5: right there with you. I get it. They're both, I get it, they're both but, studs. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the championships. It is, for yeah. Six and nine how many championships? To, yeah, do you have right? And, and that's look at why Tom Brady. Cast. Yeah. But that's why Tom Brady to me is the ultimate goat because you mean go watch the Michael Jordan documentary. They're all like this guy sucked to be around. Like he was a jerk. Yeah. He was a yeah. dick. You know, like he was. He's trying to push everyone. He was pushing everybody to the, be their absolute best, right? Kobe was a kind of a little bit different, but he still would push people, right? Tom Brady, you'll never meet a guy that played with Tom Brady that didn't love Tom. Just nice. Oh. That didn't but love But he him.
1: still demanded excellence from right. everybody. Yeah. And no one says a bad word. That's right. the most phenomenal, like mind-boggling thing to me is you can be that good, that successful, push for absolute excellence all the time, yeah. but then walk away from a team and everyone says it's the best teammate I ever had. Yeah. Like, that's what blows my well, mind.
5: Well, yeah. I, like, I felt that way about Peyton Manning and DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. DeMarcus Ware was, this, was the same way. He was just like, demanded you to be better, right? But it was like coming from a place of love almost right mm-hmm. that didn't feel like he was like just you know if you don't do it you're out of here right it was like we're gonna get you there yeah right that's the way and that's the way Peyton was too he's like we're he made he made you better just by the way he his presence being on the field made you better because you wanted to perform better for him yeah and that's like to me a great leader is somebody who yeah. you know any any kind of business you're in right what kind of it all starts at the top right shit rolls downhill so if your leadership is shit Guess what? The, the final product is going to be just a big giant turd, because <laughs> everything down through the bottom, right? That's because that's not everybody is built for, for leadership. So that's mm-hmm. why when you're put into that leadership role and you you earn it's it's earned. It's an earned role. You can't just give somebody leadership. They have to earn that role, right? And that's you know that's why I have so much respect for you, man. Because you come from you, you come from your the way your dad has raised you guys man it's like it's impressive as hell like it's just appreciate percent. Yeah. yeah it's impressive as hell how you don't like you would never know what you come from mm-hmm. because you work just as hard as the next guy you work harder than the next guy and I, you feel like you have to because of that and, yeah. I, and I love that and I respect the I shit I mean honestly
1: I appreciate the shit out I, I tell people all the time that's literally the best compliment I could ever receive mm-hmm. and I like appreciate that a lot
5: and to see the kind of the way you lead around here, this is, you know, these last couple, these last two days, being able to see the way you you lead the, around yeah. here, it's it's impressive, man. And it's it's not like a oh fuck Lorenzo's here, everybody fucking tighten up, you know. It's like you know
6: how that goes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at these guys. <laughs> these guys are like, wait, masks. what? <laughs> like oh fuck, he's
1: here. <laughs> everybody, everybody always says. Sorry, I tried to hold that. Everyone always head. says <laughs> I'm hard to read. Like when they come in and tell me something, they're like, I don't know if you're happy, mad. Like I don't, yeah, I don't. Dude, know. dude, you like, were well, so much, hard to know. read. I told Clay last night when we got done with dinner.
3: I'm like. Dude, there's times, man, I just don't know
1: what the hell's going I through that get guy's mind. I get that feedback, mind. and I don't, I don't know, it just doesn't sit, I don't know. Like
5: yesterday He's we He's got that were resting filming, bitch face. I guess, yeah. I guess I We did. call that just re- resting looks bastard, mean, bastard looks face, yeah. right? Yeah. No, yesterday
3: yeah. when we were filming, I mean, we were doing our thing and stuff, and I looked back, and I thought I was on a roll, but I saw you go, like, I just do some little facial I must, I'm do, like, I, I
1: must do something, I don't know. No, it, yeah, you, yeah, you
3: have a hard face to read. you got a good poker
1: face, right? Or bad. Because everybody thinks I'm mad when I never am. But that's the... Or maybe know, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, actually, it is a good poker right? face. Yeah. It keeps you guessing yeah. a little bit. You right? Use it to no. your advantage, man. True. I've never even Very. seen you mad. I, I'm not. I don't you get mad.
3: No. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think. That's not true. I, like, I, 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 I saw
3: him one time. I don't know that it was mad, but it was on the sheep hunt, and you had forgot to uh, well, we actually pack any food. Like a, Remember this? He had forgot to pack a cooler, water. We all come we you know, we're, we're sacrificing everything to help him with the sheep hunt. And I'll never forget Lorenzo sitting on the going through ripping the back of the truck going there's no effing water there's no fucking water man <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we, like we got pissed. nothing to Hold eat you guys we like a camel
4: no- he drinks
1: it all the whole time we, we got nothing to eat way, dude.
5: I, go, I just pound water the i'll whole make time. i'll
1: make this story i'll make this story quick because this is a long story but i'll make it quick because i want to get back to what you were talking about with tom and that feeling because it's sitting in my head yeah, right now i want
0: to know how that relates to yeah. killing a bull but okay uh,
1: I, the way so clay and i <laughs> clay and i have been best friends for since literally the day we met which was in 2012 or something like yeah. that it was early Third, long yeah, yeah. long time ago literally same thing you meet a you meet somebody you feel like like okay i'm supposed to cross paths yeah. with this guy like that was clay and i since day one we've been best friends clay guides so much the only time him and i ever get to hunt to to hang out with each other is is if i have a tag or he has a tag right well he doesn't get to hunt a lot for himself because he's always he's got to go make money for the family he's got to go do his thing you know so like typically i'm the one drawing tags and having tags and going out hunting all the time and anytime i have a tag in colorado i call him he's like hell yeah let's go hang out yeah so that's how it's always been well clay finally drew his sheep tag like if there's one thing he can get away from from you know oh, his yeah. job and his work and all this as a sheep tag i said fuck but I'm I'm there like I will absolutely yeah. help you. He immediately gets into, man, it's like it's on this river, like I'll all have this whole thing dialed in, and I'm like I've seen his operation yeah. before, right? Yeah. Like you've guided oh, for yeah. him now for however long, yeah, four years, like you know. And I, whenever I'm in Colorado, I usually stay at the lodge and yeah. I'll, I'll go out from there, so I've seen the operation. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's dialed. He knows exactly what <laughs> he's doing. Awesome. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm
3: reliving all this
1: right now. I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> like, oh, I'm not, I don't have to do, yeah. I don't have to pack my own food. I don't got to yeah. do shit. Like Clay's, you know, yeah. and I'm going to help him on his hunt. Yeah. Like he'll have this dialed for me. Yeah. I get there. This, mother, he, this he doesn't have water. He doesn't <laughs> no have water, food. Nothing. He doesn't nothing. And sheep hunting is an yeah. all day. It's like antelope hunting on steroids. It's an yeah. all day, every day, yep. sun up to sundown. Like it's a it's a marathon. I mean that's what it is. You know what I mean? And it's archery by the way. Yeah. It's a archery only tag, which is extremely tough to get into a band of rams with eyesight and smell and the yep. way they <clears> bed together. anyways, it. So I'm like. I went into it thinking I didn't have to, yeah, you're have hunting to bring with it in. You, you should and have I, everything dialed. And by. I was, yeah. and I was yeah. told yeah. it's going to be. It's going to be dialed. Yeah.
2: He is literally a professional. It's like, it's like when you look yeah. at like someone like, hey, you look like a mom. You got any snacks? Like, you know they're going to have snacks with their mom. Yeah. You see a guy like, hey, you know you're going to have food because you're a guy. You, always yeah. have you the know exactly. how to do this. You, extra you know how to do this. Place. Yeah. So we get out, and I don't do well, obviously,
1: with not eating. Very hungry, And not drinking. I don't do well. So I was not in a good place. That I was sold on a yeah. dream,
3: and it was not. <laughs> you got
1: catfish It was, was not. Your catfish. Catfish. I, was, I mean, I would have been, even if he told me, would, you know, if he would have told me the truth about that, I still would have been there, obviously. It's my best friend with a fucking but At least you would have brought oh, yeah. food. Cat. But I would have brought some I would have been ready. So, anyways, I was I sold I want to hear the rebuttal. What the was the dream. excuse, Clay? I mean, honestly. I just, he admitted to it. I thought it was going to be a lot different than it was. I didn't
4: know from the moment we saw the rams that it was an all-day thing where you continually just keep stalking them. I had good intentions to go to town every day <laughs> and buy people lunch and get water. He's like, and oh, all we'll this. figure it out when
1: we get we'll there. I mean, it was a ground. Says the professional hunter who is archery hunting sheep. <laughs> it was in my August, first yeah. In, in August, August, by the way. It's yeah. not this. I mean, they're hot. banded up. Hot. Like, they're, oh. they're with, you know, 10, 12, 15 rams every day. Like, they're, it's a band of rams, yeah. man. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. So the professional hunter didn't think that it was going to be a a tough thing to do with archery tackle the hunting. The thing sheep. I've ever done. That was the hardest time. No, that be, was a, that was
3: a gangster hunt. So, anyways, but that's that the only time I've ever seen you mad. And and I don't know if it was mad, but it was a, a definitely hangry. Yeah. <clears throat> you you were on that uh, that verge. I was mad at Clay. I yeah. mean, when you when you're best friends, you, you know, dude, you guys pushed me Clay. to a
4: whole different level though during that thing. I almost made that you one puke. day when we got shot at by that lady. That oh, that was crazy. crazy. He was dude. pushing Isn't... me up the mountain, and I was literally like, "Fuck you, dude! I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm going back to the truck." Dude, <laughs> the Get was like, no. up here?" He was coaching <laughs> me. To I, the top. I
1: tapped into my inner just like the fifth Stock yeah. that day, Goggins. You know? Oh yeah. I'm like running up this hill because we finally have these sheep coming around where we oh. need them for archery tackle. And I'm like, you are not fucking giving up. Like, we're running up. Dead, we will dude. make it. Like, we got to go. We will make it. And he's like, I'm not gonna make it. I was dehydrated. I was hungry. <laughs>
3: <That> <laughs> oh, I totally right. forgot about that, that when that lady he came, came out and like did shows that. Shows. I I was totally out forgot. of
4: Apex. I mean, it was a bad we were situation. out of Apex.
3: That was the problem. That's another one of my favorite shows Like, we were all down there. Remember, we'd go yeah. when we finally did get some food. We'd go to the little uh, the campsite. one out of eleven days. Yeah, the one day out of eleven. <laughs> days. We had a little bit of food. And we're, like, sharing a bag of jerky that we found under the seat or something, and you know, we're all <laughs> sitting around. And Lorenzo, and everybody's kind of just sitting there, and he goes and grabs one of the conkers. Yeah, and first time sudden, I had had it. Yeah, he comes back, and all of a sudden he's just like... Let's go, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. It was, it was like watching the Incredible Hulk all of a sudden just come to life. Man, Bruce Banner went to the Hulk, like dude. That, that you know
4: man, that exact moment when you drank that and you changed like a 180 in your yeah. attitude. He turned around in an area the sheep were not even supposed to be in. He's like, oh, got glass them rams. all up. Yeah, the ram gone, the, to the yeah. ram we were trying to yeah. kill it
1: was literally like meant <laughs> it was to be. Was was right like, holy crap! I love this <laughs> shit. This stuff. This is good. <laughs> this is good shit. Uh, yeah. Anyways. so yeah, the, getting back to Tom Brady here because yeah. that's my go. So when you sacked him, you were going somewhere with that.
5: Yeah. So, so he, I, I actually had more sacks on him than any other quarterback. So it's really? like seven. I think I sacked him seven times.
3: Did you ever text oh, him shit. and just remind him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. did, you see his, did you see his Instagram retirement post? Yeah. That I, I, yeah. That was yeah. pretty good.
5: Well, that that one that sack was a uh, that was that same season. That was 2016, um, and it was a so Vaughn wasn't supposed to drop. He was supposed to rush, and he drops. So the tackle and the guard tried to block me, and I like. Took the ta- I took the guard and threw him over the tackle's legs, and then the tackle tried to grab him. I threw him over the guard that had fell, and then I grabbed Tom by the jersey, and his jersey slid. He like he kind of flung forward and fell backwards, and he was he was almost going to get out of it. And I let go of it, and then I like I like bear crawled, doubled his double teamed his legs, you know, and just double legged him. Yeah. And I got him there, and it was snowing, and I had the flu real bad. I mean, I was like <laughs> fucked up from the flu. I was really sick. Um, I was sleeping in my. My pads before the game, like in the training room, just sleeping on the table, and they came in and like slapped me in the face, wake me up, went out there, you know, take some smelling salts, and let's go. Um, and that's kind of how that's how it went. But we and I ended up getting a big sack in that one, and that was a huge moment of the game, it was a fourth quarter sack that we needed bad. That's when you stopped him with wide open Gronkowski, yeah, game would have been completely different, yeah. And I mean, getting that feeling right, it's it's like short lived, it's like boom, and the next play, right? Let's get Mm. to the next play, run off the field, and it's over, right? But that elk. My first elk, man, like in the work that I had to put in to get to that moment, all the different failed opportunities, all the herd bulls that I tried to get in on and satellites were coming around and just chasing him off, chasing him and his cows off, Um, taking my shoes off and putting stocks on by myself and telling the camera guy, you know, fuck off. I'm going by myself, you know, and he's like, well, what? (laughs) You're paying me to do this, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, are well, show it is. I get locked in. I get, I, I have crazy ADHD. So like, and I get hyper-focused on something. I, I just won't stop until I get it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's almost like a curse because, you know, my wife hates it. Cause she's like, you know, you're supposed to be home five days ago. What are you doing? And I'm like, I, I can't locked stop. In. Like, I'm yeah, locked yeah. in. I can't stop. Um, Cause it, it just drives me crazy if I You can't do it. But I, you know, taking my shoes off in the wet, walking through the wet stuff to keep, you know, keep my sound down, getting up into a herd of, getting up into the herd and having that big 350 360 inch bull right there mm-hmm. but there's a cap, there's a there's a spike that just staring at me and I can't get a shot off because I can't move and then then you hear him bark and yeah. then the, the whole herd just like you know stampedes stampede you getting out of there and it's like all those failed opportunities you know day in day out the 60 miles finally we got caught in a rainstorm without our rain gear because that morning it was like 80 degrees and i was like fuck this rain gear i'm taking out of my bag I'm t- i need more water you know yeah I, it's like i need to be able to carry more water so i took it i took that rain gear out of my bag and that was a huge mistake cuz we get up on this mountain and it starts raining and we're like oh let's just hang out on a tree for a little while yeah, and then here comes the lightning them. dude and we're at like 9500 feet, and the lightning is just yeah. all around us and we're like let's get the hell out you know we just <laughs> <laughs> out of there right we just like, I mean, we, it was all downhill from to get down and it was just mud and wet grass and we just slipped and slipped all the way down. Um, and then my, my stuff was soaked. And that's day four. Stuff was soaked. Next morning, just putting my foot back in there and my clothes were all sweated out. So I put them same wet clothes back on. I didn't care. That's why the sleeves were all cut off in those pictures because I yeah. just like cut the sleeves off of them and was like, let's go. Um, I think we a, can all
1: agree if we looked like you, we'd probably do the same shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I just,
5: I don't know. I just,
1: this arm's as big as my waist. Yeah. I wasn't you know? thinking
5: like, Oh, I'm going to look cool doing this. I was thinking I'm d- disgusting right now. Like whatever. Yeah. Let's go. When we finally, we get up there in those, into those bulls in this, in this dark timber. And I didn't know what the bull was going to look like. But as soon as I saw him, I knew he was the one it's, you know, how you get that feeling. Like oh, that's yeah. the one, this is the one I've been waiting on. And he came in there ripping bugles and we had it on film perfect and he came into 42 yards and i just like i it's the laser focus that i get in that moment it's like so before i would get a sack in the nfl it's like i knew the play i knew that mm-hmm. it was about to happen like mm-hmm. i knew it before it happened that it was going to happen everything slows down so like while i'm doing the pass rush move and everything it's all slow motion to me it's like everything's everything around me is moving slow and that's how it felt i was like hurry up and get over here to this like i'm thinking i'm on full draw and i'm like hurry up yeah. You know, and my camera's like, I'm going to stop him. And I'm like, I don't even hear him say that, right? Yeah, if you, hear him, you can hear him on camera go, I'm going to stop him. And I'm just like, sh- yeah. hammer him, dude, right behind the shoulder. He runs like 60, 70 yards and lays down and dies. And uh, I was so, I didn't get like all jacked up at first. But then when I finally got my hands on him, dude, I just like tears running down my eyes. So, yeah. so how does that just, rank then?
2: Like and Tom Brady's pretty freaking cool. D- d- and they kill killing the elk pretty it's cool. It's nothing compared to the elk. Nothing, really, nothing.
5: nothing. Absolutely, you can nothing. honestly say that. Yeah, like I mean blown. it. Yeah, I mean it, dude. It's absolutely it's powerful. Because which is kind of crazy, holding a trophy, holding a Super Bowl trophy up in front of a million people, and just fucking, you know, everybody's screaming your name. Like it, dude. I'm telling you, the elk by myself, honestly, by wow. myself when I had that moment. This is like when we
1: talk about how powerful moments are in hunting, like just mm-hmm. experiences as a whole, not not killing, but like just enjoying a hunt enough to want to do it again. Like yeah. leaving with that feeling that's that's something that we all know and we all know it's like super profound in our lives yeah. but like less than 1% of 1% of the US population mm-hmm. will understand that yeah exactly. right so like we none of us have any context to that feeling that's what why like, i'm so yeah
2: like, focused on this this is yeah. so and, amazing and i like,
1: think
0: that's the neatest thing i've ever heard in yeah. my whole life i agree honestly but we be, all like, know drops I'm not just, that's that's no, it's no yeah. bullshit yeah. man it's it's, it's grab my that's bow, real like, go that's go like, hon- that's yeah. like that's yeah. real
5: emotion like you gotta understand right so like my whole life has always been like the next goal the next goal the next goal because i can i because to me complacency is like a disease right if you get if you get comfortable I don't like to feel comfortable i like i if i don't have some adversity and something i'm striving towards then i really i i'm uncomfortable like i need to feel uncomfortable and i get comfortable you being think that's in, your childhood it is from my childhood because you it think was so? and and a little bit about so my my nights as a kid were um i'd come home and maybe there'd be some food maybe you guys hope there's food and if there's not you could figure it out right i'd go to a friend's house or run down the street somewhere and, and find, find something to eat. Right. And, uh, cause my, like I said, man, my mom was, was, she struggled with addiction and, um, I, she did, she doesn't even just a a little background on her. She doesn't, she was abused, um, sexually abused as a a child. So she kind of just like allowed that same abuse to happen to me as well. Um, I was abused as a child, physically, emotionally, um, and it was just rough, man. So, like, I would hear my mom and stepdad just getting these knockdown, drag-out fights where they're just beating the shit out of each other. And then, you oh. know, I, this is going to be graphic, but, you know, you know, 20 minutes later, they'd be down there fucking. So it was oh, like geez. that's what I grew up around, and that's how my childhood was. So that's my idea of, like, there was no conditional, unconditional love in my house. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, good job. It was like I, I figured my own way out to get cleats. I figured my own way out to get to, to practice because I loved doing it. And it was, to me, it was, I didn't even think about like a way out, right? But because when you're stuck in it, you don't see any other, you just are like, I just am surviving. You're in survival mode. So every day is just like, okay, how do I get through today? Right? So it's like that next goal, just get day to day, get to the next day, get to the next day. And when I got drafted, uh, I had $7 to my name. I didn't even have a bank account. I didn't have a Hmm. debit card, any of that shit. I paid everything in cash. I didn't, nobody taught me how to, how to do any of that stuff. So when I get drafted, like I still didn't even like get excited. Wow. I was just like, okay, what, now, the, now what's the next goal? What's the next goal, right? Win a Super Bowl. I'm like, you see me on the podium after the Super Bowl, and I'm just talking about the next one. Okay, let's, what, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go home, and I'm going to go party for, two, for a month, and then I'm going to go back to training and try to win another one. It was like zero like, living in the moment for me, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I had a daughter of my own that I realized what that unconditional love was was like, right? So it's like, uh, it's hard to explain, right? It's hard to explain that that feeling, right? And uh, Like little boys need their moms to love them. And my mom didn't show me any love. Um, it was nothing, you know, my mom would antagonize the, the beatings and stuff like that. So I didn't f- know what that felt like. Hmm. So when I finally had a daughter and feeling like knowing that there's somebody out there, that there's one person that no matter what I do, she'll love me, no matter what. Yeah. That's a powerful thing, man, and that's why (laughs) it's weird how this kind of ties into into the hunting because I find it's my therapy. Being out there and struggling and going through it, like I don't want an easy hunt. I don't want to just step out of the truck and hunt something and shoot something. That's not. That's why I love the bow hunt because I know even if you do step out of the truck, I still got to get close to them.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Right.
5: I still. There's still going to be disappointment and struggle and. Um, unknown, the fear of the unknown of what could happen, what can go wrong here. You can't, you could do everything right and still the deer could just be like, oh, I'm going this way, you know? And that's just, that's life, right? You Mm -hmm. never know what, you never know what's going to happen. And I never let fear drive, drive the train ever because the fear of the unknown has been part of my life since coming out of the womb. I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen the next day. You don't know what you're getting into. I don't know what how, I went to seven different elementary schools, lived in you know, every, every, it seemed like every year the bank was coming to take in the house, you know, mm-hmm. so it was like, you know, I never knew how I was getting to school. I didn't know where my lunch was coming from. I didn't know where my breakfast was coming from. Um, I, it was just, that's the way it was. So I figured it out, just survive. And that's why I love being in the back country. And I love chasing big animals with a bow because it is therapy. Mm-hmm. It is the best kind of therapy. I've done intense therapy to get over the childhood trauma and everything. None of it works. None getting of in the sit, mountains, not, but getting in the mountains, and being out there with my own thoughts and struggling and then striving for something, that's what does it for me. And it's been like the, you know, I was, a, I was worried about like leaving football, what it was gonna do to me.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, Cause that adrenaline, you need the adrenaline and you need the, the constant like driver, what's driving me every day, what's pushing me, what, what, what's my reason, what's my why, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Why do I get up, right? and even when i'm in the so i just did a i just did a um a mountain line hunt that you know it, it was it made you know, it made the i was on yeah. like tucker carlson and shit for and shit. <laughs> heard that one yeah. wild right <laughs> but that hunt was like one of the most physically de- i've been through some tough training camps where i was like full body cramps and shit like that but as far as like physically demanding on a one day hunt i was full body cramping crawling through the snow up and down the mountains to get to this to get to this uh this lion and Alex Nestor's calling me every five minutes. Where are you at? You're a professional football player. You're a disgrace. You know, like <laughs> freaking Nestor. You know, how do you, you call yourself a hunter? Like, yo, come on. Where are you at? Hurry. And uh, and like I and, and dude, I crawled. I crawled the whole way because I like that's the other part, right? When you wear a size 15, yeah, you're not getting a good pair of boots. Really, you're getting sure. like the only pair of boots. Yeah. the only. <laughs> right? The only option available. Yeah, so like I'm out there on you know steep up and straight up and down inclines in three feet of snow, there you know, I can't post hole in, these, in the boots I was wearing, it just doesn't work. So I'm just slipping a slide. and sliding. So yeah. I got my bow in one hand. And that's the other thing about Nestor, he'll leave you with all the leashes and water <laughs> and take off. And so I got the pack on with all the water and shit. And I'd been snowboarding for like three days straight before that, so my legs were fried already um getting up there because you know you just when it comes to line hunting when the snow comes that's when you go yep. yeah and it's yeah. like you don't really you can't plan a hunt you know it's like this is when we're going let's go I so did like, you hunt mean,
0: behind dogs you put 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 yeah. that line in a tree right yeah
5: put the line in a tree and we, mean, really what we should have done was just let the dogs do the work instead he was like let's go you know <laughs> and we go straight up and then yeah. straight back down and up this drainage crawling through all this blow down, and then back up and over and i had lost him at that point he was way ahead <laughs> of me Cause Al, he's got like nice scarf on. He's, po- you know, no problem <laughs> yeah. getting through there. I'm like, slip, slip, fall, slide down the hill, three feet, and then crawl back up five feet just to slide another three feet backwards. And that's how it went. Yeah.
6: Oh. So I was
5: Jeez. like, all right, I'm just crawling then. So I took my, I, I took my bow, put it in my hand and, and just crawled with, with one hand and, and two knees and just got after it. And then he's he's like, I'm going to drop you this pin. Come straight to the, he says, come straight to the pin.
2: Straight, yeah. That's
5: that doesn't mean follow my tracks and then come drop down on the pin. Come straight, he said. When you get the pin drop, come straight to the pin. I said, okay. I went. I got to finally get to the top of the up top <laughs> oh, of this wow. ridge, and I'm I'm talking like my quads, my hamstrings, Just my toast. calves, my ribs. Worst my you've forums. ever felt? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, and I, I mean, I've like, I've gone into full body cramps where like I was, like have to get. I wake up and I yeah. got IVs in my arms and I'm in a cold bath. Right. I needed that. If it wasn't for the snow, I me mean, being able to lay in the snow, I would have probably overheated because yeah. I like I just was like sweating, crazy sweating, crawling through this stuff. Um, and that was the other thing, right? So yeah. I, I I go straight to the pin. I get to the top, follow his tracks for a little bit, and the pin was like moving on me for some reason. So I was like, oh, you yeah, know, dude, whatever. Not an our app. It should right. <laughs> it wasn't your. It wasn't Go Hunts yeah. app. No, he dropped me the pin on another app. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to like, that was the other thing, trying to like get the app to download while I'm on the mountain, right? Yeah, that's the worst. Was like, Good that talks. took like 30 yeah, yeah, minutes, yeah, right? So yeah. I'm just like, so like yeah. all right, I'm gonna hydrate a little bit while this is going on. And uh, and I it wouldn't download, so I used Google. I tried <laughs> to use Google and that wouldn't that wasn't working. It was like, so I just was like, whatever, I'm going straight there, whatever. This is where it looked like it was at. I went straight there. Well, it dropped me down on the road. And I call him, I'm like, dude, I'm on the pin. He's like, do you hear the dogs? And I'm like, yeah, through the phone. And he's like... <laughs> you got to come back up, bud. And I'm oh, like, oh, he's like, oh, oh then we're going to lose this cat.
6: <laughs> he's
5: freaking out, right? <laughs> he's like, oh, you idiot. We're going to lose this, this is a giant cat. We're going to lose him. I was like, okay, whatever, dude. I'm coming. you know. And I crawled all – dude, I'm talking. That was the most miserable part, crawling – because we went, it was like 8,500 feet to 9,600 feet. So I had another 1,000 feet to go, and I had to crawl up that – Dude, and I there's videos of me like I'm laying under the tree where the lion's at, and he's just
0: lying, just staring at me, like ah, you know, I'm like, oh my, I was like, don't yeah. fall out of the
5: tree, please. Yeah,
0: I want to so, know what it was like walking up underneath that tree. Oh, just was, to see that lion, dude. I was I so it. exhausted, I've, I didn't care. I was yeah. like,
5: just follow me and just take me, <laughs> <laughs> just follow me and take me. You know, I was like. <laughs> But I would, I, that was the thing, man. I like, there were so many times in that hunt that I want, like from the start, that I, my body was in my mind were trying to tell me, just quit, dude. You
2: can't do it. You're not going to be able to do this. So, on the physical side in the NFL compared to, to hunting, are they similar in a way or? Way different. It's totally different, different because it's a, so football,
5: the football season is similar because it's like this long, drawn long run, out, yeah. like just beat down, really mm-hmm. is what it is. You're just getting beat up. And how, how long can you last, right? It's who can stay healthy the long, longest.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: That's, what the, that's what it's about. But in the back, and, it's, and, it's, and a football play is six seconds long, right? So I, get, I go as hard as I can for six seconds, yeah. and then I get 20 to 30 seconds to rest, and then do it again, and then keep doing that 60 times a game, and then come to practice and do it again, and then another practice, and another practice, and then another workout, and then you just, you, you know, it's like comp- compounding interest. You, mm-hmm. just, you just keep putting those deposits in. And it will pay off, yeah. but with, with hunting, it's like you can't like you can't blow your load right away. You gotta like you can't you can't go in there and, and three pump chumper. You know yeah. you gotta you gotta go in there for the long haul. Yep. You know we we're trying to I don't want to get vulgar, <laughs> no. but you you know you're trying to get at you gotta get if you're gonna really get after it you have to plan ahead. You got to make sure you have enough water. You got to make sure you have enough food. And that's the other thing when you're a big dude. The calorie intake is you like need a lot more calories. I yeah. need like five thousand calories to like not die out there, really, yeah. right? Like if not, I'm not have I'm gonna have zero energy. It's got to be good calories. So finding those good calories that don't take up a ton of space is, is tough. Um, so I use like green belly bars and stuff like that. Yeah, and, they're phenomenal. I, I love green belly. Yeah, those help, but yeah. they. The problem is they come out the same way they go in. They look yeah, about the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it makes your mouth dry. And yep. it's but oh it's, yeah, I know the feeling. But the, I mean, they take a thousand calories and make it this big, right? Yep. And it's like it's impressive. Yeah. So that works, but still, you know. And then at night you're just pat, you know, eating a peak meal, yeah. and that peak meal in the morning is going. It comes out it's the, the, the biscuits and gravy. <laughs> don't look great, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and those are those are what two thousand calories or something like that. So you know, I'd pound, I'd do a peak meal in the morning, green belly in the middle of the day, a peak meal at night. And that, that kind of got me through the backcountry stuff. But um, when I was on that elk hunt in New Mexico, it was a little bit different because we actually had a like a, we had a camp cook. Mm -hmm. So you don't really eat any breakfast. You eat like a honey bun in the morning and it's like, this isn't doing it for me. So in the middle of the day, you know, it's like, okay, green belly. And then at night, then you actually get some good food. But the problem is you spend the you know, first half of your morning, you know, taking three or four dumps because <laughs> yeah, you know, oh yeah, that's just the way it goes, man. Like, you know, you get I, monkey
3: butt and it's, yeah. Open, fun. yeah,
5: nobody, you don't want to be up there, you know, <laughs> like growling in yeah. your stomach. And mm-hmm. so it was a little bit different in Mexico in New Mexico, but it was, it was still nice. And, um, but like I said, man, we, <laughs> the, the hunting has been just such a good transition for me out of football it's been perfect for me and that's why I'm actually taking the initiative now to work with guys like Chad Conley with 50 for the Fallen Um, we're working with the the Green Bay Packers strength coach to there's a lot of guys that we relate to the reason why we relate to veterans so well is because it's it's the uh, the adrenaline sport right Mm -hmm. I know this is their adrenaline is a little bit different than ours but it's still it's all perspective your adrenaline's really high and then it's really low, really high, really low, really yeah. high, really low. So you're getting these high high adrenaline um, spikes. spikes and then they dump and then back up and then dump. And it's hard to stay even through all that, right? So when you're done and those are gone, you're like searching like you're lost, right? You're just looking for that that up and down in that adversity that you need, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why veterans and football players when they come out of that, of that are like so connected and we can kind of relate in that mm-hmm. way. I know they're you know they're fighting for their life, right? They're yeah. getting bullets shot at. Them. It's a little bit different, but like I said, it's all perspective. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. I feel like I I have like such a platform here that I can help, mm-hmm. and I can kind of bring awareness to it. And we're gonna help. We're gonna do a lot of stuff to help football players and help veterans and kind of get us all together and create that camaraderie and put us in those environments where we can get those adrenaline spikes, and, yeah. you know, and it's, and it is a huge dump when you shoot a, when you shoot an elk, you know, you just want to lay down and,
0: yeah. and go Exhausted. to Yeah.
5: You, know, you want to lay down. Yeah. Your legs are shaking. You're, you know, yeah. It's there's crazy and that's
1: when the work just begins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's my problem with elk. Yeah. The pack 100%. out
5: and the pack out, oh, right. And like it's true. I, I, something about it, man, I just love it. Like I just, I, I love putting 160 pounds on my back and trying to get out of there. Right. Cause it is a sh- absolute struggle. But when you, and that's the other thing. If you let somebody carry your pack, man, you might as well I'm not hunting with you anymore. <laughs> like you can't let somebody else carry your pack. You gotta yeah, you can come get the you can come get my bow, but you ain't taking this pack off me. Like yep. you can come get my bow and maybe the skull, but that's about it. I'm you, carrying this that yeah. yeah. yeah, That's mine. This is mine. I wanna and and there's nothing like getting to the tailgate of a truck and just oh.
2: best feeling there's nothing like and that.
5: And knowing that, like finally I'm here, right? Like five five miles later. You know, my feet are all burnt red and I got blisters all over it. And mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's the best feeling. Yeah. There's nothing like it, man. It's the, the accomplishment that you, the feeling of accomplishment is just, it's unmatched. It and yeah. really, that's why whenever we talk about, okay, you're getting sacks in a Super Bowl, like I, I watch as a kid, right? When I was seven years old, I watched Reggie White run around the field with the Green Bay Packers with his. And that's why I said, I was like, I want, to put a, I want to put a Super Bowl championship t-shirt over my pads and run around the field with a with an Lombardi trophy. I got to do that. But didn't, it? listen, ever since I started hunting as a kid, killing an elk with my bow was the goal, was the dream. And nothing compared to that. I'm telling you, getting a sack in the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, running around the field with that, sh- that shirt on, it didn't compare... To the time to walking up on that elk and put my hands on him, I'm telling you, dude, I was like a, a baby, just tears running down my eyes. Which which so is really awesome. cool to
2: me because more people have the opportunity to experience that elk thing, so they're going to get that. Everybody, rush. everybody can. Yeah, or anybody that, can that, do and it. Elk side is so rare, but yeah. like you're saying right now, that is such a special moment. That means hunting is just that much more powerful and changes mm-hmm. people's lives. Yeah. Well, the like primal, daily.
5: the pri- So like that's the other thing. I, I've talked to Clay about this that there's like, it's like a calling. Like uh, when I've been out of the out of the backwoods for too long, I get this. It's like I'm getting a calling, and it sounds so like cliche, right? But it's like something is calling me. I don't know if it's like my Viking ancestors or what. Like I, you know, I did the uh, the DNA testing, and I've done some EMDR training, which mm-hmm. is like light therapy, mm-hmm. and it takes you into like uh, past lives and stuff like that, which is crazy and interesting mm-hmm. to me. And going back in these past lives, I was always it's I go back to like these like these Viking times where I'm like this viking warrior and Hmm. i'm like on missions to to hunt Hmm. like my job my goal is to hunt and that's why that's where sports come from sports all come from training to hunt that's where they come from it was just a bunch Hmm. of dudes like hey what can we do (laughs) for fun to like get ready for hunts you know because that's what it was all about that's how they they fed their their entire tribes
2: Mm -hmm. you know sport it
5: it was all sport Mm -hmm. they so they created sports to get ready for hunts and to test your manhood to see if you were ready. Yeah. And to me, that's what it's all about, man. It's like this primal, like, bringing me right back and grounding me and making me feel like I'm at home, right? And that's where I feel at home is back there in the, in the woods.
0: You yeah. say you say it sounds cliche, but I guarantee you everybody sitting at the table and anybody that's listening that's ever hunted before, I guarantee you they relate because they mm-hmm. feel the same way. I mean, as you're talking, I mean, you're doing my heart good because I feel the exact same way. I, right. mean, I, I feel the exact same feelings when I'm in the woods. You know, so I, I totally get it. I totally relate. And I think, I mean.
3: Absolutely. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. There's almost something it's spiritual just, about, you know, right. really connecting is. with Mother yeah. Nature, you know. Well, it's
1: then, like, you know, it's, it doesn't matter who your God is. You'll yeah. never be closer to him than when you're out there hunting. That's right. That's like the, the vulnerability. I don't care who yeah, it is, but just, you'll be the closest to him during that, yep, that time out there. Yep. yep, I agree. I agree.
0: I was looking at that lion one of the most impressive animals you've ever seen? Yeah. That's that's yeah. the one thing I remember. So I've only ever done it one time, and I shot a big tom. not I mean, it was a big tom, it was a book tom, but um, I remember walking up underneath that tree and seeing the line in the tree and just thinking, like, that was the overwhelming feeling I had was that is one of the most impressive creatures I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. That's
5: how it felt. When I went to full draw on him mm-hmm. and, I, like, being exhausted, right, and just barely able to stand, because, like I said, I would stand up, and I couldn't take a step without my legs locking up. I couldn't walk. There was no walking. Like, I crawled backwards down the hill with him on my back because yeah. I couldn't walk. So when I pulled my, my bow back, I was like, holy shit, like this is incredible. Yeah. That thing is, you know, and it's the way they look at you, like they're looking.
3: Because
5: mm. when you shoot it elk and deer be- and stuff, they don't really know you're there until last second, right? But this thing has watched me climb all the way up this mountain, and I'd laid right underneath of him. And now he's just staring me down, yeah. staring right into my eyes. And I was like, oh, I better make a good shot because if he comes down <laughs> of this tree, he's coming right after me yeah and i mean i put i center punched him right in the chest and it was a perfect shot and it was uh yeah it was incredible when i put my hands on him i couldn't believe how big of a isn't that guy. crazy it's like these things are out here <clears throat> yeah wandering they around. could kill us whenever they want yeah you know they literally could they mm-hmm. could they could kill you Very. whenever they want that thing could have i mean i'm 280 <clears throat> pounds and if you look if if people want to go look at the picture it's on my instagram uh Derek wolf underscore 95 go check it out i'm it, there's yep. no photoshopping this we're on the side of a mountain right and he and Alex is just as tired as I am, right? So he's like just pulled the phone up and took a yeah. picture of it and, you know, not realizing what was gonna come from it. But, you know, I'm holding this lion and I mean It I'm, made you I, look little, man. Dude, I, 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 mean, no, that's I was to gonna do. say, guys I mean, that run
0: a lot of lions. I mean, they'll say that a hundred you know, that a, a giant cat, 170 pounds, 170 Well, this thing pounds. was
5: 173 pounds. Uh, I was gutted.
0: I was gonna say that yeah. cat looked every bit of it. I mean that's one of the biggest cats I think I've yeah. ever seen. Eight and a half feet long. We hmm. measured him out at eight yeah.
5: and a half feet. A, a big to make lion. Derek look small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a yeah. big animal. Just knowing
4: yeah. how big you are and how how small that thing made you look. When I grab the
5: a first thing I grabbed hills. on him because well think, I shot him and then I just like fell fell down right. Yeah. And then uh and Alex like takes off running down down the hill. He's like don't let the dogs go yet. Now keep them leashed up. I'm like all right and he runs yeah, down and he's like good. you know I, I mean, you if, anybody's, if anybody's run. ever hunted with Alex this dude is hilarious like he's 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 awful he's, <laughs>
6: he's
4: very high strong he's high strong has no patience no patience with him.
5: no patience but like like you like you were talking about Lorenzo coaching you he was doing the same thing he's come on one more push you got it and I'm like I am no. I know. He'll call you out. I know I got yo, he'll call you out and I'm cool with that like sometimes you need it right you need a mm-hmm. little kick in the ass to, to keep going and um like i said i just slid down there to him i got the i got the, the leashes on the dogs and i let the dogs run down there to him or i got the leashes off the dogs and let the dogs run down there to him he's like we got a big tom down here buddy you know he's, <laughs> he's huge wait till you see him <laughs> <laughs> you know he's freaking out he was yeah. so fired up and then i get down there and the first thing i did was grab him by the paws and i couldn't believe because i got big hands you know it's 11 and a half inches from finger from uh the tip of my pinky to the tip of my thumb it's 11 and a half inches and his paws
1: were like fitting right in the mm-hmm. yeah. smokes and was they were he yeah was, you know that because they they measure that in the nfl yeah they measure just it. the weirdest thing to me that they yeah. do but they must have some kind well, of well it's data like
5: there. a if, you, if anybody's ever been to a stock show it's the same the, the, the combine is a stock show i mean they walk you out there in your
1: underwear and look at everything <laughs> in, a thought about that in, a yeah, in a big line in a big line
5: we're in a big line just waiting walking in a, in a line and we yeah. get up on a stage and they weigh you they measure you, they measure your hands,
1: your wingspan, I it, always thought the hand thing was They measure so your weird, feet, man. they measure your legs, yeah. like every time it, it they is. go up, you go up to that that ruler thing and measure your hand, I'm like, this is the weirdest yeah. test. But like they must I mean, fuck, they must have some data that shows it's for something. Yeah. It's weird, man. And then they then they do like the medical test of the combiner even when stranger cuz they they lay you on a table,
5: and there's, like, every team that's interested in you, their doctors are in there. So their orthopedic surgeon doctors are in there. And they're all just, like, moving you around. Like, there's one guy on my arm, another guy on my left arm, a guy on my knee, like, checking my knees and my ankles. And it's, like, they're just taking turns checking it, you know. And it's, like, this is wild. Like, for an hour, you're just laying there getting it's just – Cause you're oh. just a piece of machinery, man. You're just a, you're, in, that's,
0: you're an investment. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. Literally. All that, if you, all that matters. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're a rancher. What happens when a piece of machinery breaks down, breaks down? If you can't fix it, what do you
4: do? Replace it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah.
5: What, what happens when you go buy a car, right? You test drive it. You check under the hood, you check the oil, make sure the oil has been chained, check the car facts. And that's what they're doing. They're Tell just, me
1: they checked your oil. <laughs> they check everything. They check your pee. They check your pee. They, they check measured your balls. everything. They check everything.
5: It's so, so crazy. They check everything, man. They do everything. Oh, you get MRIs something. and different scans and stuff.
4: It's hmm. wild. That is crazy. It's so crazy, man.
0: I got a question I want to ask before I forget it. But So I've got, a, I've got three boys. I've got my oldest is 17. He plays high school basketball right now, and he's really into it. But I would be interested from your perspective somebody who's played sports at the highest level possible what what's the best piece of coaching advice you've ever been
3: given if you can That's a great question.
5: Oh the best I mean I've gotten some I've had some really good coaches man but the best piece of advice I got from a from a coach was that don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. Hmm. And it, to to make sense of that is like you know for example right you have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. right so when you especially in college when you get to like the college level all of your classmates and all of you even your teammates are out fucking around partying Mm -hmm. and you know doing shit that they shouldn't be doing or really like all the other other college kids get to experience but you have to just don't sacrifice what you have in the long run what your long-term goal is for what you want right now and that was like the best piece of advice I ever got because it just stuck with me and Lauren Landau told me that. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, he told me that the year, the year before I was going into a contract year, we won the Super Bowl, I got a big contract. He told me that cause he saw that I, would, I had a little bit of wild in me. I was a wild, ask any of my team. I was fucking wild. Like I, I can just, only imagine like <laughs> I would work hard, but I played even harder. Um, and he was like, you know, he, Hey bud, put the tequila down.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Don't sacrifice what you want the most for what you want right now. He's like, <laughs> I know what you want right now is to go have a good time, but let's lock it in. Like, let's lock it in for this off season and let's put it together and let's go win a Super Bowl. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And that was like, and then that just stuck with me. And now I kinda, it's just rolled with me into into life now um, that, you know, I'm not gonna sacrifice, right? I'm not gonna sacrifice my marriage for this one, you know, Mm -hmm. Jezebel, right? Like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna sacrifice my family for this one little piece of of fun, right? It's just, it's stupid. And that's like the best piece of advice I ever got as a player.
0: Long-term perspective. One time,
5: Peyton did tell me, the more plays you get. The, the my rookie year, Peyton Manning told me, he's like, the more plays you get, the more pussy you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, Peyton Manning said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like so he comes come, across he's like, he's so like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, buttoned up. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's
0: all buttoned hey, yeah, up. Yeah, he
5: was, but he, he's buttoned up, but he's, he likes to have fun. You <laughs> he know, kinda, he's like, yeah. he's like, listen, man. He's like, I know you guys want to party. I know you want to, he, this is at like a breakfast, right? We're like at breakfast. And he's like, I know you like to, I know you want to party. I know you want to have fun. He's like, but listen, let me tell you something. The more plays you make, the more girls you're gonna get, you know. And that's and I was like, all right, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that so, makes total sense. <laughs> so and he was right, you know. Yeah. And he was right, you know that that's that's the way it goes. But but then once you get a fit, that's the crazy thing is the transition in the league is coming in as a single guy and your first four years, and then transitioning into a married guy with the kids and a wife. And it's I can't like, imagine. It's a whole different yeah. life. It's a whole different life, man. It was it it changed my world, and uh, like when I found out I was having a daughter, man, it like. It like shook me. I was shook because I was like, "Holy oh, shit. Like the responsibility that I felt immediately was was incredible. And now it's just, you know, she's like the, she's the joy of my life yeah. and she's everything. So it is, uh, you know, she likes to hear, the, she's the best man. She, she's daddy's girl. She wants to hear about the wildcat at night, right? That's like yeah. her favorite story is me to tell her about the mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. Like she wants to hear that story. That's like her bedtime story. You know, it's so, awesome. That's pretty yeah. cool yeah. bedtime it's really story.
1: Awesome. It's really awesome. So it's fun. Hmm. Yeah, Peyton, I mean, look, when you're a leader of a locker room, you, I mean. They called him the sheriff, down, Yeah, They called He'd him the sheriff, and
5: he up, was the sheriff. But, like, you better believe that post-game, you know, we get a win on the plane ride home. He's cracking some butt heavies. Straight, <laughs> <Diesel's up>. straight <laughs> diesel fuel, man. Straight <laughs> out, diesel, huh? So, yeah, and he's uh, he's a good old boy from New Orleans, you know. He's yeah. uh, he's, a, he's a southern boy at heart, and he just likes to have a good time and, and wants to win. He's a competitor no matter what. And I don't know if, if anybody watched the – the pro bowl flag football pro bowl this year he was like legitimately pissed about oh, the, yeah. the last oh, the yeah. last play you know like and that's real he really cares like, he does not want to lose he coaches mm. his son's youth football team right and it's like intense coaching out there uh, can, <laughs> so, yeah, like, I know, have like, like, it like they have like meetings and stuff on the like with the coaches <laughs> like yeah. little league football you know so that's so awesome. he he's like the mo- he's like, like as far as a competitor goes like at the highest level this dude did everything like a professional like he would watch film in the cold tub with his helmet on stuff what? like that yeah <laughs> yeah he would he'd be we, pretty wild to see we played in the a game we helmet. lost to get we lost to the ravens in uh 2012 in the, in the playoffs they went on to win the super bowl but we lost to him um and it was negative 14 it was freezing ass cold out there i mean we were all frozen and so the next season in training camp he had a bucket of ice ice water like a out there and he was like stick his hand in it and hold it there for like 30-40 seconds and then Mm -hmm. snap the football catch it with his hands ice cold and throw it and that's just to practice for those moments because he was like I need to practice that and like I need to practice my hands being cold Mm -hmm. that's the kind of guy he was and it was just to be around that to be around that just like yeah and his level of
3: preparation and the way he practiced like and these are the little things that you know, unless you have access to to people like yourself that have witnessed it firsthand yeah, and can share, sure. these are those little nuggets that you, you don't yeah. ever get to see, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. this yeah. is the good shit. I'm is, sitting here just beaming. Yeah, this, this is fantastic. Is, yeah. I, yeah. Know, it's I love crazy. this stuff. Yeah, yeah it's. it's I mean, it's.
5: I, I got to be around a lot of really just unbelievable Hall of Fame caliber players that are you know first battle Hall of Famers. Demarcus Ware was another guy. Like I mentioned earlier, this dude. I mean, every little detail mm. was just like. He would watch the he would watch the quarterback on how what like like when a quarterback snaps a football they'll do this they'll stomp their foot he would watch the speed of which they, of how they would move their hands to determine if he could get off the ball faster
6: because
5: hmm. that's it's all it's it's a game of like inches and seconds and milliseconds and just everybody's good right because when you're in the NFL that's the best player on. That, they're world-class athletes mm-hmm. even All the way in, through. even like the last guy on the roster is still a world-class athlete yep. so you're playing against the best every day even in practice <laughs> so you're just like constantly in competition mode and constantly and trying to find one what can make me a little bit better and that's and it's doing that has made me a better hunter hunter because now I get out there and I'm like okay what what can I do that the other guy is not doing yep. right what is this guy doing that what's he doing wrong right how can I find like with animals right how is this deer moving how is this elk moving yeah. what areas is he sleeping in right finding just the little things that that can give you the edge and that's how I learned that kind of thing from Peyton Manning from DeMarcus yeah. Ware and I just took that into life
2: yeah. because I didn't
5: have a father to teach me those kind of things right so those guys were always like a father like Peyton was I was seven years old when Peyton got drafted in NFL
2: hmm.
5: right so his first year in the league, I was seven years that's old. That's fucking crazy. So I looked seven at him as like yeah. he was like a father figure and he's like been a great friend to me still. Mm-hmm. And they that was you know how we talk about guys that like like I talk about Tom and how every teammate of his never has anything bad to say about him. They're mm-hmm. always it's all Tom is like a guy. He's one of the guys. And it's being relatable. I talked to you about that, about why that's what makes you such a great leader, is that you stay relatable. You you are so yeah. relatable to the rest of the to the rest of your business and your company, that you treat everybody the same, you talk to everybody the same, and that's how Peyton was. He treated every he treated the fifty third guy on the roster just like he treated his starting running back or his starting receiver. He treated yeah. everybody the same, and that's like to me, that's like the sign of a good man, right? How do you treat the guys that that can't do shit for you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the way I the way I am and who I am, it doesn't matter if I was Elon Musk. There is still nothing more than I would love to just go hunting with us, you know what yeah, I mean even right. if I was on that level, like so i am I am the consumer within the industry, you know what I mean yeah, like i I am that at yeah. heart, that's literally who and I that's am. that's why this is such a good great company and I, like and i I don't have an issue with with that. I don't want to be known for anything else than just being like a guy who sh- can show up hunting and we go hunting, you yeah. know what I mean like that's it. that's all i ever cared about right that's it. Well
5: that's that I was telling that's what I was talking to Brian Barney about at, over to Eastman's. He was like, Oh man, that's pretty cool. You're gonna be on the cover of Eastman's this and that. I was like, dude, that I've been on a cover of Sports Illustrated a couple times. I didn't I don't give a shit. But I made Eastman's, are you are you kidding me? Yeah.
1: It's pretty, <laughs> like, cool.
5: it's pretty yeah. badass, man. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, so like time. to me like making a cover of Eastman's was
1: like that was everything. I, I kind of feel weird making this comparison because it's it's vastly different in like the level of uh, You know, level of talent, output, whatever, whatever you want to call it, to be at like the highest level of, you know, less than one percent of one percent. Like when he's going through all that stuff about just finding those little edges, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That is literally what we do. It is, you know what I mean. Like when he was talking through that, and I'm thinking, like you know, that is literally what I do. Like I watch, I I pay attention to what other people are doing and all this stuff. Like, okay, how can I be different to be in a different spot? To yeah. kill a little bit better, to kill a little bit more. Like, yeah. I'm always, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, just, I uh, hate to make that comparison because it's little in the, the scheme of what, you know. It's kind of like going out there and. DeMarcus Ware talking about, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it's always about gaining that little tiny edge. So, it's kind of interesting to, like, draw very clear comparisons there, mm-hmm. you know, on a much smaller level, just to be clear again for the third time. Yeah. But. <laughs> Like, it's, it, you know, always looking for that edge. Always. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it doesn't it, change.
2: It's literally going out, shooting your bow in the wind. Yeah. Shooting yeah. your rifle in the wind, trying to dope everything. Because, yep. you know, in that hunting situation, it's not going to be dead calm like you practice every single day. Exactly. That's why I it's, hate shooting at ranges. I can't yeah. stand
1: it. Because you perfect. it. Yeah. Every your, time. your
2: adrenaline's not going. You're not running up a mountain really quick. Mm-hmm. That's why I like going up to a 3D range and, like, maybe I should run to the next target really quick because I know when I'm hunting, I'm going to be running up that mountain chasing yeah. that animal. Yeah. I need to do that I'm glad, same you, thing.
5: I'm glad you're, you're mentioning that because you don't even need a 3D range. I do that in my basement yeah i have a gym in my basement i go in there and i and i'll put i'll put 100 100 pounds in my pack i'll take i'll take plates just pack them in my pack i'll get on an incline i'll swing kettlebells around i'll do crazy lunges and and i'll get on an incline and walk for a half a mile and jump off and just rip shots when my heart rate is high as hell Mm -hmm. right my heart rate's at like 150 145 160 even and I'll just I'll rip shots in my basement at 20 yards, yeah. right? And just make sure I could die. Can I can I lock it in for just a second? Because yep. all you need is one second. I just need to
1: lock it in for a second. Release. Yep. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I like I like to get my heart rate really high. So like run, stairmaster, whatever it mm-hmm. is, and doing shoulder raises to get you know like when you have that adrenaline dump and you get that heavy arm feeling. Yeah. Like yeah. at least that's what I get when I get I'm when too. I'm in the moment. I get that like. You're just so overwhelmed with the emotion and the adrenaline, like your arms feel super heavy. Yeah. So I, I get to my my shoulders to a point where I'm like pretty, you know, pretty beat up. Yeah. And get my heart rate high, and then try to shoot. That's where done. the bow feels just so yes. heavy in your like arm. You're trying you to pull lift it up, that, you know, trying to lift that. 10-pound but 10 even, but, bow but, but
5: to doing it with a rifle, at like long distance, like that's where all that practice plays out. Well, that's yeah, yeah, the hard part. The
1: hard part is is the adrenaline, heart rate. Is way different than you, just a high heart rate because, mm-hmm. like, you know, high heart rate—you get your heart rate to 170, 180, 185, whatever, yeah. whatever it is—it doesn't have that like deep pounding thump. Yeah, you know but what does it, does I mean? Oh, exactly. Work the, work. Adrenaline, work. the adrenaline heart rate—is yeah. like you. It's you like, there's, it. really you like yeah. pound there's, there's no test. feeling like it. there's no, literally not. no but, feeling but, like that. But to me, uh, validated by a guy who's got some pretty crazy experiences yeah, yeah. to say the same. Yeah.
5: But to me, to me though, is uh, I don't want to feel that shock of Holy shit! My heart is pounding out of my chest and I can't breathe. Yeah. On top of the adrenaline, I'd rather know that I've all right. I've I've made myself feel this way, and I, I like I said, I practice like I play, right? Mm-hmm. So I am going to put myself in that situation, right? I'm going to forge myself in in the fire first. That way, it's not a shock to my system when I get out there, because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a shock if you've never done it and you've never had an elk just screaming and it rattles your chest. Oh. And you're like at full draw and you're just like, I mean, you can, it's, it'd be easy to, to screw it up. And that's why a lot of guys screw it up because they haven't practiced. Especially yeah. if you come from from the East Coast or from a lower altitude area and you get yeah. into those high altitudes, you can't catch your breath. So you have to practice. I, I do crazy things. I'll practice belly breathing, you know, mm-hmm. taking deep breaths, doing double exhales, filling my lungs and filling my belly full of air and then releasing it slow so I can get all that oxygen. And people just they start panting and they hyperventilate. They don't know how to get it
1: under control, right? Because they they panic. And we've talked about this on a previous podcast, might have been like our first or second one. But the process—that's what I—that's what I like about having a process. process. Exactly. the interesting
0: thing is, is like it's. Everybody I know that does the thing the very best, like whether you're talking, you know, your level in in athletics, or you're talking somebody that's like top level bow hunter. Mm-hmm. They st- every every top level bow hunter still feels that same way mm-hmm. that I feel. They feel the same. They say they feel the same adrenaline dump, the same emotions, the same overwhelming feelings. It's just they've developed the ability to to control. handle it, to control
1: it to yeah. navigate it. it's that's, not that they don't feel it they do they just can handle it that's <laughs> the, the process for me is what helps me manage that yeah like i have my process like i carry my bow release <clears throat> in the same spot i have the same yep. the same process every time i go into kill mode it's the same i do the same things you know same steps one two three four five Yep. you grab the bow release hook it on take the deep breath settle the pins you know like mm-hmm. it's always I, the same thing and i perfect practice makes perfect, right? Yep. Practice doesn't make perfect. It's perfect practice makes perfect. Exactly. That's why I can't stand going to the range. Like you guys know my, my oh, theory on my archery hunting.
2: It's definitely interesting. Uh,
1: Very I, interesting and, I, and I have, <laughs> but
2: I, it works for you though.
1: It does work for me because I don't want to develop range practice or like range process. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I truly believe the only way to get good at killing is to kill. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like my biggest advice to everybody always, when they ask about, you know, hunting, like those guys we ran into at the Western hunting expo and they're mm-hmm. asking about getting into, they had moved out West and they were asking trail and I about how yeah. to get good at it. So pick up any and every tag you can doe tags, cow tags, doe antelope tag. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Just go practice killing. Cause it's like the only, it's your only thing. It's yeah. like yep. the only way to actually get good at that. Yeah. And so when it, Bow season for me, I'll only shoot my bow once a week, maybe. And I'll only shoot, you know, maybe a quiver of arrows, maybe six, maybe ten if I'm not shooting great. And I'll try mm-hmm. to, like, fix that last little bit. But I don't want to develop a range practice, yeah, a, that range a range mentality. process. That, yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to get good at a process at the range. I have my process in when I, when I hunt and I don't want anything to start like interfering with that. And it's worked for me. Yeah. Like well, I haven't like a, developed any, I'm, any yeah, like, you don't shoot there's like targets. a transition no, I don't to this. Sh- I don't shoot targets. I'll, I'll shoot. Like I said, once a week going into a big hunt, like I'm going to try to kill a couple and anim- a couple, you know, I have a stone yeah. sheep hunt this year. I'm going to try to kill it with my bow. So like, you know, I'm going to make sure I'm, Ready and dialed. Well, make like, sure the bow's shooting straight. Yeah, yeah, make sure. Yeah. Sure I'm, Zeroed. I, mean, I don't Gears want anybody to think in, I'm just right? out there, you know, running, running and gunning with no, no practice <laughs> or making sure anything's dialed in. Like I'll clearly <laughs> be yeah. dialed in, but I'm just not going to sit there at a range and focus on a range style yeah. process. Because yeah. you don't like, want to develop that'll just mess a up a bad head. habit. You're yeah. developing yeah. a bad habit. That's not perfect practice. That's right. could, yeah. could be perfect range practice. Well, and everyone's that, different. I'm different. I'm a range guy. I'm there
0: every morning from. 7 a.m. to 8:30, and I'm shooting 100 arrows a day, and I do it every single day, and I feel like to me, it it I have to dumb things down. Yeah. Like I have to make it as dumb as it possibly can be, so that it's like automatic in the moment. Yeah. So that like my anchor point, I hit it absolutely because I've done it so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little different. It's a little different for it's ever, not muscle memory type. Yeah, type it, has, it has to be. And, and I'm
1: that, a, that's why I'll shoot once a week is yeah, to drill in, yeah. you know, my, my Your anchor anchors yeah, yeah. and my, my buttons and all that stuff. Like I'll, I will do that. And yeah. obviously like I've grown up shooting a bow for a long time, so mm-hmm. I've done it a lot. Yeah. But like my, I'll, my mind, I'll get ahead of myself a lot. And we talked yeah. about this in Travis Nwant and podcast. Like I have a, my mind will get ahead of me mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll create some bad thoughts and habits for me. So I like that's what I manage mentally for myself is like not let myself get ahead. Yeah. So that's why I I can't I can't do that. I'd start getting, you know, I wish I could do that. Honestly, (laughs) I'll start getting into my head, like deep into my head and and then I'll start fucking things up.
3: Well, and something that you said that kind of struck me because Clay's said this a gazillion times, and that is, you know, making that transition from a hunter to a killer because there are lots and lots and lots Mm -hmm. of guys that hunt. Mm-hmm. But when you start looking at elk or you start even looking at big deer or antelope, whatever it is that you're pursuing, um, you know, in that moment, do you, can you transition from the hunter that got yourself into that position to, being to be in the killer and make the shot, yeah, you right. know, when it counts. And, and that mule deer we did mm-hmm. was one of those we went situations. straight kill mode.
5: Yeah. We went straight into, <laughs> yeah. like, I genuinely, genuinely think, around, though, that's, you know? that's
1: your athletics, though, too, to, to go into kill mode. I do, because my wife, she, she, highest level softball player she made the Olympic team they did away with the Olympics so she didn't didn't get to play which is total bullshit by the way (laughs) but anyways like she transitioned very well into archery hunting Mm -hmm. because she was she had that like Mm -hmm. high-level athlete and I saw it I was I obviously haven't like been with you in the learning process but with her I saw it transition immediately that she was able to like go into that focus mode so I I think like that's a huge benefit well it's
5: it's being able to slow your heart rate down in a high-stress yeah whenever when the stress is high and you know there's there's only a few there's a small population of the world that can do that mm-hmm. because people get they get freaked out and they just panic right instead of like okay
1: what can i control right now like clay right. in front of the camera yesterday i don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. totally straight, wet cat yeah. close, <laughs> just went straight wet cat you didn't know what to do and it's like just take Car a
5: work, rest. just like, relax know. like you're yeah, talking relax, to that's like yeah. you're talking to your boys you know yeah. it's and that's, and that's, so like on that, on that mule deer, <laughs> on that mule deer, I knew it was going to be a, I knew we oh, were going to awesome. take a long shot. Right. So I go into full, I'm in full draw standing. I'm at full draw. St- I don't even see the deer yet. Clay's like up on the, up Are on. Are you
3: talking about Forcasaurus again? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: your deer that you hunted 10, 12, 15 days, whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Whatever like, it was. Well, he got it killed in one day. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. Clay's like, go to full draw and then just step up here. I was like, all right. So I'm, I'm standing in the water, go to full draw and I step up. And I like peek my head up and there he is. He's walking. And I was like, oh, shit. He's like, I was like, how far is he? He's like 90. And I was like, and he keeps walking. I was like, how about now? He's like 80. Wait, 78. And I was like, all right. And he's just, he goes, stops him. And and it was windy. (laughs) It was. It was windy as hell. Like it was super windy. And I was like kind of trying to wait for that wind to stop. Yeah, and it wouldn't. And I was like, if I don't fucking shoot, if I don't make a decision now, it's over.
4: So I just was like, got to be a killer. You have that killer instinct though, because you only had like a split second. Because when that deer stopped, he pegged us, and like he was gonna blow. Yeah, he was. And out you of know, there. like you knew I got to release right now. That's I like, the, I gotta, that's becoming come the killer. Yeah.
1: Get yeah. good at feeding your family. Like, yeah. get good at putting meat yeah. on the table, yeah. and it'll it'll continue to to translate. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Man. it, and it does. It, I mean, I genuinely think it does, and you're right, no. man. It
5: only comes from practice. Like, and you you can't just practice on a range. Like, yeah. I know a lot of guys love range practicing, mm-hmm. but like, you can't. How do you practice? Fucking going in a full draw on a creek and then stepping up out of that creek, and then there's a fence in front of you, and then there's wind and mm-hmm. it's all this other shit going on, and you got to make that decision now, yeah. right? So that's why
2: that's why you just have to do it. You, you got to go put your and, body in high stress situations yep. multiple times in your life to realize how to conquer that. Yeah, uh-huh. we'll have to figure yep. out. Trail,
1: when you talk about dumbing it down by doing it that much, mm-hmm. you don't over-complicate compl- it by getting that deep into it? I ha-
0: no. I mean, when I go to the range, I just want to reinforce. I typically take take it from a very, like, strategic... So I'm going to work on one thing. If I go to the range in the morning, like, that day, I'm going to shoot 100 arrows and I'm going to shoot perfect follow-through on every one of those arrows.
1: And that's all you're focused that's on is I'm just follow about.
0: through. The only thing I'm thinking about is follow through that day. The next day I might just think about anchor point, you know. I might think about timing. I want to make sure that I release an arrow within that seven to eight second window, you know. I just I pick one thing and I work on it. And, and like I You're said,
1: not paying attention to your your arrow pattern, nothing?
0: Um. You know, I'll, I'll track. I'll keep score a little bit sometimes like as I get into the summer. But a lot of the times I'm just working. I'm picking one thing. I want to do that thing perfectly on every arrow that day. And the next day I'll do another thing, and I just want to reinforce good habits and build out uh, habit, because because like I said, when I get in that moment, like if I don't shoot my bow every day, like my anchor point will feel weird. Like third day, I'm you know if, if I if I shoot on a Monday and then I don't shoot Tuesday and I get to like Thursday Friday before I get a chance to shoot again, like my anchor point will feel a little bit weird. Like I've got really? Yeah. I've got to wow. shoot. Yeah. Wow. I've That's got to shoot. I so wish I was That's crazy. Cause
5: I'm the opposite of that. Yeah. If uh, I, if too. I shoot every day, different things, if I shoot every day, I, I like when you talk about overthinking it, yeah. I'm like, Oh, maybe I could do this. I always try. Cause I'm always trying to find something different, but like keep a, keep it yeah. simple, stupid. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's simple, I use a nose button for my anchor. Sure. So if I just know, I know I'm putting that note, that nose button right on my nose. And sometimes I lean into it, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, wait, now I gotta keep my head back. Yeah. If I don't shoot for a couple of days, I shoot better. That d- the day that I do shoot, so yeah. so if I shoot on Monday, I'll like I won't shoot Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday, I'll go back out there and I'll be like, Damn, I'm shooting better than I was on Monday. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like
1: I wish I could do that though, but those details is what spins me out, is I can't focus on one thing. No, no. like I'll start getting spun. You would have been a really good golfer, you, you by can't, the way. Yeah, yeah he, he would have been, been, great been at amazing it. His, at golf. The repetition yes. is like yeah, what you can't kills me. You can not care so golf. much
0: about the end result, you got to work on like the, the little things. And, and really, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get to a point where everything is just. Is, is dumbed down and not automatic as it can be in the moment. Like when I reach full draw on a bull, I want to not have to think about anything, but where I'm aiming. I, I just wish have everything I wish kind I could of be that. automatic. Cause I enjoy
1: shooting too, right? Yeah. Like, like it's therapeutic. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy the shit out of it. So I try to enjoy it as much as I can while I'm doing it. Yep. And like, but then I have to rein myself back in and like not start developing bad habits and yeah. trying to change things. Like maybe I could shoot a little better if I do this or yeah. that. Or I start to tinker. I'm the same way as Derek. So like I'll get myself spun out if I, if I shoot oh, yeah. way too much.
5: Well, that's why I don't worry about like people are like, how much does your away? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't like to pay. If I start paying attention to all that stuff, it's like, look, dude, i put a broad head on there and I shoot him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it shoots straight, then I'm using it. Yeah, like that's all I care about, right? But yeah. people are like, they get all geeked out on you know the numbers and what well. The funny thing about
0: and- you is, is that like it would be applicable to no one. <laughs> Right. I mean, your specs are wild. I mean, you're going to need a 150, 200 spine arrow. It's going to be it's 580, be really stiff. 600 grains. I mean, it's not going to apply to anybody. So. Literally no one. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering what arrow Derek shoots, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just a curiosity, but it's not going to be applicable to you out right. there. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> different. Yeah, not, I mean, not to it's anybody. Be,
5: well, I, I was shooting those, uh, those Rampages as those black yeah. eagles, and I was splintering on top. Tar- like, I'd shoot a, a target sure. and they just were splintering, and I'm like... <laughs> It would have to be, Dude, I'm like, it's all my arrows similar. are getting ruined. Right. So I switched to those TKOs cause they're, and, cause it's the stainless, with yep. the, it's the stainless steel and you yep. infuse it with uh, carbon and I've the no Vap issues SS. at all. They fly really? way better. Um, I also, you know, I don't want to like, you know, shit on another company, but I was shooting a Matthews Atlas and I felt like if I shot that thing like six or seven times that eighth or ninth shot would be different. It was like, what is going on here? So I switched to the Hoyt Highline, and it is the most consistent shooting bow that mm-hmm. I've ever had. Yeah, here's, the, here's the big job. Yeah. Only, there's really only I mean, two bows I could shoot, with, which is – Yeah,
1: whole. I mean, you're you're in a league that, like, it's not applicable to anyone. That's what I'm anyone. saying. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> literally, I mean, your boots are, is an, also a really good example. We can talk boots all day long, but, like, yeah. what do you tell – what do you tell Derek? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well everybody's like, "Oh, try this one." I'm like, "Well, they only go to a 14." And they're like, "Oh, yeah. yeah." Well,
5: I guess you're kind of screwed, right? And I, I do. I wear the Kennetrick Mountain Extremes, and they're great for everything. But they were not great in that snow that day. No, they're yeah. not. They're, they're not slick. the best in snow. They were they're slick. Real slick in snow. But they were great in that. That new Mexico elk hunt was mm-hmm. perfect. You know, dry. You know, dry, crunchy rocks, and and then up even to wet, like a little bit. It was a little bit more wet mm-hmm. in the area where I actually shot my my uh, my elk. It was alright in there, but the snow, man, it was snowy rocks, slippery rocks. It was not good. Yeah, are you really a, struggled.
0: This is like a little off topic going back, but I'm curious. I wanted to ask: Are you a visualizer? Like, do you, are you big into visualization? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that something that like athletic? Because you came up through college, pros. I, I mean, mean, is dude, it, something it started.
5: That's... I used to like. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever. You guys ever get in fights in school? Like. Like, hey, we're fighting tomorrow. It's been a long time ago. It's <laughs> right, been a while. Like, even <laughs> then, even then, I would visualize, like, okay, I'm fighting this kid tomorrow. I would visualize how that fight was going to go. And that's the, the, like Mike Tyson said it best, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, I do that same thing with hunts, right? And I did the same thing when I played. But guess what? As soon as you go out there, it's like that whole plan goes to shit that I had visualized all night long and dreamed about all night long. It goes to shit once the fight starts, and it's all muscle memory from there.
6: Mm-hmm. And it's
5: like that with hunts, right? It's like, all right, I'm,
3: I'm going to say, the plan rarely goes how you, how you set it up. Well, you right? have a dance partner and an animal that has to do exactly what, you know, so you're constantly And it's changing. a wild animal. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. If you're changing leads all the time, yeah. so you may have a plan. You might have visualized the whole thing going but down. But the wind had a different idea. The yeah. wind's going to swirl on you know, like that mm-hmm.
5: one last second when it's like, well, fuck, you know? Like, it just yeah. it ruined everything. Yeah. Um, but, but that's, yeah, I do. I visual, I do. I visualize everything I do. I do. I do that. It, well, I, I, can I talk about microdosing? Sure. Yeah, You talk well, about anything you want. I, I microdose mushrooms mm-hmm. because I think that it just helps me unlock like a different thought process. Really. Mm-hmm. It helps me, helps me see things a little more clear. Helps. And I, like I said, I have ADHD bad, so it helps me like take, cause when you have ADHD, your, your brainwaves are like up and down, up and down, up and down. And you can't like. One locking in on one thing is just, especially if you don't like to do it, if it's something you don't like doing, it's impossible. Can't lock in on it. So the mushrooms really help me do that. And it also helps me like plan ahead. So I can think about the bigger picture that there's a bigger, there's a bigger vision here, right? It's not like, I'm not just staying in. It, I like to stay in the moment, but I also like to be able to plan for, you know, five years down the road, yeah, a year down the road. But And when you're hunting, it's like, okay, I'm planning for, you know, 2 miles up the road. Like what are my thermals going to look like in 2 hours, right? Not and I think a lot of people make that mistake with the wind. They're like the wind's coming this way right now. So, 2 hours from now it's probably going to be doing the same thing. No, bud, the sun's mm-hmm. going to keep coming up and it's going to drop your thermals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to change your strategy and stay on, you know, which or people don't think about which side of the hill was like north-facing slopes. That's where you're going to find these elk when it's hot. Yep. They're going to be on north-facing slopes, right? Mm-hmm. Not going to be sitting on the south side where it's nice, where it's, where it's all warm. They're going to well, we want, to want take, them to be yeah, yeah. Where you <laughs> want them exactly to be. where it's open and we can actually yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be sitting on that steep, dark, heavy forested, mm-hmm. big timber, miserable terrain. And that's, that's the middle of the day. That's where they're going to be. So if that's where you, if, if that's your opportunity, you got to take it. Right. Cause I'm yeah. not, I can't sit water. I just want, I, I got nothing wrong. A lot of people kill giant elk
1: doing that, but I get Brady super bored doing that. Brady killed a giant coos deer
4: off of oh, water. So off of water, water. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Brady's got a patience that most people
1: don't. Brady
2: it's has still grown, grown up you in you the mid- Midwest, maybe sitting in some stands when I was younger. Brady but. has well, a, I did I,
1: a level of dedication that is unrivaled, like in, in a lot of different settings.
3: Patience can be such a virtue, you know, during the hunt. If you can control your patience and your mm-hmm. energy in certain moments, like because I've killed a lot of animals off of water as mm-hmm. well. But you got to be patient because it's boring. Uh, it's you slow, have to stay focused for so yeah, long. I mean, that's the hardest yeah. part. Clay, you, 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 you never you, know, you know just, when it's going to happen,
2: but it could happen. And you have to be ready. Clay and I went to Kansas one time.
3: <laughs> Imagine that. We went <laughs> to Kansas. really cold in
1: December. So, like I said, him and I, you know, we're always looking for a reason to hang out. Yeah.
3: But,
1: you know, it's few and far between to to find those reasons. Right. I mean, it, start, it took him starting another business to... Come see me in Las Vegas. Imagine that. I'm supposedly his best friend, but you know, it, it took eight He's landing on him pretty good, man. Yeah, I would never let him live this down. I'm always out in Colorado, always stopping by, always. But I am hunting, so. Anyways, working. You know. So yeah, right, right. <laughs> so uh, him and I planned to hunt in Kansas because it was December. Right. It was it was post all his stuff. I found a little opening in my schedule. I'm like, yeah, let's just let's go do this, right? So we found a place in Kansas, went out there together. We're in hunting camp finally. That was our first time, like both being in a hunting camp, right? Yeah. With both with tags. And it was sitting tree stands, right? It was the total, you know, white tail setup. Sit yeah. tree stands, wait for them, sitting over big open plots, sitting over, you know, pinch points, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The first was it the first day? First day. Was that the first day? If so you're yeah. talking about what I think you're talking about. Yeah. So the first. <laughs> well, what's the other thing you could be thinking about? Uh, I'll, I'll let you take it because you're the no, one. No, I'm sorry. Right, going with the
3: cold or? Yeah.
1: Well, that and us just leaving.
4: The actual leaving the whole hunt. No, no, no. Or that morning. That morning.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was already out of the
4: tree when he was texting me. I was like back at the pickup, sitting in it.
1: No, so so we're we're out there. It was my like first true like tree stand experience. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so. We're out there hunting. It's it is cold. I mean, like beyond cold. So there's there's the humid cold, right? And then there's the cold that like
3: there's we deal Nebraska. with third, yeah. fourth that season. That's, a, right that's a whole different that, level, that Midwest, man. Midwest,
1: that wet humid cold is different. Oh, that different cold. Deal. That Kansas, so, Nebraska
3: cold is. Something and our else. our like right our layering
1: those. gear doesn't it doesn't work. You know what I mean? We learned very quickly no, it, doesn't it doesn't work. Or you know, at least I did. Shit, I being born and raised in Las Vegas, like I don't I don't deal with cold ultra well, especially the wet cold. So we're out there getting the tree stands, sun's coming up. You got to get in the tree stand, tree stand unbelievably early, get the scent out of there, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're listening to these whitetail guys. We're like, cool, (laughs) let's, you know, we'll do what you guys are saying. And, uh, so we're up there hour before daylight breaks, daylight breaks, and hold like, on, I'm gonna
5: stop you because right when that sun, right oh, when the sun comes the up, that's when the it's the coldest, oh. coldest point of the day. It's so cold. And so, like thirty minutes,
1: thirty minutes into the hunt, I text Clay. I'm like, bro, I am freezing my absolute <laughs> nuts off right now. Like I, I'm uh, playing it off no like hard ass. Yeah. You know? I'm, like, I'm like, oh like, dude, just tough it out. Just there, tough I'm it like, out. like, there's oh, no shoot. way I can shoot right now. There's no way. And I'm, uh, so I'm like texting You're him. I'm, shivering like, like, yeah, and I'm, and... Like, in my hands everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of like locked up. I'm so frozen. I mean, granted, <laughs> once the adrenaline dumps, things change, right? I might've been able to shoot, but I was like kind of freaking myself out. Like, if a buck walks through here right now, there's there's no chance. Yeah. So I'm texting him. I'm like, are you as cold as I am? Just trying to validate if I'm, you know, being a bitch or not. I'm like, are you cold? He's like, no, man, just tough it out. Just tough it out. Like, there are a lot of deer in the area. Like, yeah. we've seen them, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I'm sitting in this tree stand for as long as I possibly can. And, like, we're, you know, talking to the guys who were, are kind of training us up on whitetail. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, you need to sit for as long as you possibly can. Just, like, time in the stand. Time in the stand. It's yeah. like fishing right? Just Time in the water. It's like, that, that's how you catch fish, right? Yeah. Tree stand hunting I, apparently is the same way. Yep. And so I'm just trying to put time in the stand. It gets to like 10 a.m. And I text him again. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this. Like, I, there's no way I can shoot. I am so goddamn cold right now. I can't do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I've been back at the truck for like three hours now. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, you guys ever seen Ricky Bobby Yeah. when oh, yeah, he was yeah. talking about therapy? He's yeah. like, oh, I gave that shit up yeah. yesterday. <laughs> One hour in, I gave it up. That was literally Clay. He's texting me. He's like, yeah, 30 minutes in. I just, I got out of stand. I I'm just dying. really wanted to see you get a deer. So and that's just... what he tried to tell me. He's like, well, I wanted you to get a deer. So I was telling you to tough it out. I'm like, you mother. <laughs> left me in the tree for four hours longer than you when oh. I told you I was cold and you're telling me to tough it out. He's from Colorado at 10,000 feet. Dude, that's a different cold. It though. was oh, a different that's way cold. way different. Yeah. So we went straight to the nearest hardware store and bought Carhartt coveralls. You did know, Car yeah. Like literally look like up there. Up there. <laughs> but like absolutely frozen up there trying to do that, that stand hunt. I, like I can't I oh, couldn't do yeah. it. It's not fun. I use a tree I saddle. I didn't enjoy that. Mm, that's how I hunt whitetails from a tree saddle. That would be fun. Warm, you know, warm. I could do, it would be fun to kind of have the freedom to like yeah. kind of stock a little bit, get a him, lot more get, mobility. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you can, like, you know, a little it only takes 10 too. minutes to pull it, you know, mm-hmm. and well, it's and not like too, a lock on where you have like, to, you know, everything I've ever watched with, with saddle hunting, which is super mm-hmm. interesting to me, which I really want to try it. It's like you actually you scout them and stock them quite a bit until that last you know twenty five percent and that's mm-hmm. when you go up in a tree. Yep. So you're still kind of like doing that spot and stock breaking mm-hmm. up the monotony of, of yeah. just sitting yeah and then you you know when you're going up in a tree saddle like you're you're in a spot you're in the spot you know yeah. it's like that last twenty five percent that needs to work out. I like that. Well, I also like it because you know being a big dude sitting in a fucking lock
5: on you look like a, you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. You know or a climber. Big heavy ass climber, the big Goliath, you know, summit Goliath climber, nope. clunking yeah. up the tree, right? I could be nice and quiet, really nice and quiet with my setup. I use a trophy line, uh, setup, and it's just like, dude, it's it's perfect. Like you have that. I can use the place. tree to hide me.
1: You have a place, don't you? Didn't you buy? it? I place? had a.
5: I sold it though, cause it, did. I didn't have access from the backside of the property. I I bought it expecting my neighbors to be friendly. And let me like access my property from the backside, and they wouldn't. Hey man, mm. I'm Derek Wolf. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Did she slammed the door in my face. Oh god. Not a Broncos fan, huh? No, she didn't give a shit who I was. She's like, <laughs> my kids hunt here. No hunting. And I was like, well, lady, uh, slam. where was it? It was Ohio? Yeah. Right. Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. I remember you texted me about that. Yeah. I mean, we it's great turkey hunting, and we had like big 160, 170-inch white tail running around, but it's like they just they lay on that, they lay on the the <laughs> property was like this and there's a creek that runs through here, and I had a big food plot up here, and then the house is here. So to get those deer all bed on this hillside and just come over to the, to the food plot, and get some water, come up and eat, hit some water, and go back to bed. Yeah. And then there's a cornfield in that other property, so they have food and water going between. But to get back in there, if I can't access it from the backside, the deer see me coming. Yeah. They just watch you. I would, I would have, a, I'd have my trail camera set up. I'd walk in, get in a tree, sit for four or five hours, Leave and twenty minutes later, here he come. Mm-hmm. So he would just watch me. So they, and that's the other thing: don't get patterned by the deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, that's a problem. <laughs>
1: that happens a lot. Well, they with got yeah, They um-huh. got one job: stay alive. Yeah, yeah. like that's their job, yeah, and they yeah. they know how to do it.
5: Yeah, they're smart, man. These bucks are these big old. You know, mm-hmm. once a buck gets past three years old, they start getting real real wise.
1: Yeah, they're really smart. And you you tree stand hunted with Matthews, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I went, yeah, went to Wisconsin. Yeah, I said three days. Dark to dark.
1: Dark to dark? Mm-hmm. Was did it cold? in
0: Kansas this year for seven days straight. It was very cold. Yeah, Wisconsin, first so of November. So you're tougher oh, than me. Oh, wow. I mean, I wanted to kill one. I'd, and, you
1: you're know. a lot. Well, shit, I wanted to kill one, too. <laughs> yeah, you're just I don't, a lot tougher know. than me. I
0: mean, I did, I, I did talk to those guys before I went back out, so I, I pretty well loaded up on all the warm gear that I had. I mean, I was complete down i mean i had every warm piece of equipment i had so i
1: wish my professional hunting best friend would have filled me (laughs) in a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i got
5: i got got my ass kicked in kansas this year and this it was the second week of november and they just (laughs) the weather was kind of warm so it was like it'd be freezing ass cold in the morning so you'd it'd be dark and you'd hear the deer all moving around you and then once the sun came up it just like it'd be like 60 degrees you know they're not moving in that it needs to be like 30 degrees for those deer to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just weren't moving seven days straight, dude. And it was hell. Didn't I mean, I saw some giant bucks, but it was you know nothing. I got skirted twice by this 180 inch buck, um, moved on him, moved on him because uh, uh, I, I was trying to catch him in this, pit, this pinch point. I caught him coming to the field, but he just skirted me like something wasn't right. You know, he just didn't like it. He's smart. You know, yeah. he skirted me twice. So two days wasted there.
1: They got and, that little ozone layer where mm-hmm. they get close enough. They start feeling pressure. They have a buffer. It's, interesting, they yeah. have like a hundred yard. It's like a hundred yard buffer to me. Mm-hmm. He, he was only 30
5: yards from me. He just stayed in the brush. It's like, he, I think he belly crawled through this brush. Like he, I was like, how the fuck did he get through <laughs> yeah. that shit? Like he had to belly crawl through that, <laughs> you know, and they, those, but those white tail, they will, they'll belly crawl through, uh, we in Ohio where I grew up. It's all deep hollows. Mm-hmm. It's all Appalachian mm-hmm. uh, country. So it's like these deep hollows and it's filled with just briars and these bucks will just move through it. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Like they'll just get down and they'll crawl on their
1: bellies. Crazy through man! It. Mm-hmm.
0: Animals are incredible. They really they
1: are. are. Well, yeah. you and I, so Trail cool. and I, have talked a bunch about like, man, uh, the, the ultimate life would be to somehow pick up a, a white tail. Piece of property that you could like manage and run, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, that would be fun. Yeah, I'll never, to truly I'll probably do it.
0: never retire, but if I did, that would be it. Yeah, and to, to go out and just really work a piece of property, yeah, you know, grow deer, watch deer in I, like Iowa, somewhere yeah, in Iowa, Iowa, Kansas. I oh, think that would be the most incredible way mm-hmm. to retire.
6: Yeah, you know, well, we, I'm,
5: that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to find a piece, I'm trying to find a piece in uh, Oklahoma because you get two bucks in Oklahoma. Um, there's spots where you could kill, you know, big 170, 180 inch bucks. And kill black bear state. and mm-hmm. hogs, so like I'm trying to find a, a piece over there. But it's like, man, finding any kind of land that's worth yeah. anything now is just—it's crazy. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got it bought up already. China's coming in buying it all up too. So
1: <laughs> hopefully they just don't get into hunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's it. No man, that would be that would be fun to manage. But I
5: tried it. I tried it in Ohio. I had I had 80 acre 80 it was 80 acres of prime prime whitetail country. I mean, it's perfect. Turkey and whitetail just loaded. Um, I, I mean, I had a great food plot, but like I said, if you don't have the access, yeah, yeah. to the backside, you have to have everything. Literally, you got to have
1: everything. Man, it'd be fun though to western hunt all through the early season high country, all that stuff, and then come October, start transitioning into Midwest. Oh, yeah, yeah at the end awesome. of
5: October when they start chasing does around, and start mm-hmm. searching. That's when you can catch those big ones. Halloween night is usually like,
2: yep. yeah. Everyone talks about Halloween.
1: Things get spooky. My cameras, <laughs> my cameras on Halloween
5: night yeah. would just be blowing up, and I could never go because I'm with you know the kids on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, fuck. <laughs>
1: Can you get away Halloween? No. I have it with my wife. Uh, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'll never like. It's just a known thing that I'll never hunt. Yeah, me that. too. No Thanksgiving.
5: Um, well, Thanksgiving is a great day for hunting too because they're at peak rut. <laughs> and this
1: year, I'm I'm gonna try to. Do Good the luck. Halloween thing. I'm gonna try. Well, I on Thanksgiving. It. You've never you're done not the Halloween miss is, thing. You're, never you're, Halloween. Not, you're not
5: gonna mm-hmm. want to miss the Halloween with the kid, though. Like, of course not. But I mean, that's why it's it's like you only get. Those I mean, deer I not going anywhere, man. Like coach. A, you you don't can't sacrifice now what
1: you want. No. Don't, don't, like you guys. is Thanksgiving. You, I can't. No I, I would. I would be divorced if I missed a Thanksgiving. Oh, me too. I'd be 100. Me too. Me too. I'm gonna try to get. I don't want to be away for Halloween. I don't want to be, but like. Hunting, I really there, are the oppor- yeah, there are certain <laughs> yeah, there certain opportunities with hunting that you know done. on set dates. It's just the way it is. Well, and then you got to like the
5: moon. It's the moon. Yeah, it's not. It's not a, the actual. It's the moon that yeah. with with whitetail. I've found that like the moon. I just follow the moon phase, man. Because if it's a full moon, they're gonna be up all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're gonna sleep all day. Yeah, but if you can catch them on that uh, on that red moon, catch. I, I use a moon tracker. Red moon and check the check the pressure and if, if that pressure rise or pressure drops, yeah, and it's the perfect timing, those big ones will be up moving in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in November. We're but a big
1: we're a big white tail podcast. How about that? <laughs> we're a big white tail <laughs> well, podcast. Did white-tail, Didn't see that coming. We, yeah. If you Literally grew up in the midwest, man, know the, nothing big, about nothing about one. It. the
0: moon it. I've hunted them, I've that, hundred that. Hundred them one I've hunted
5: them one time. Know exactly everybody knows when, what the moon's doing, everybody knows. Like these old timers, like people talk about all this camo and all this and that, but dude, these old timers where I grew up, they wore fucking Wranglers and red flannels. And we smoked talked about Marlboro that all reds. the time. Yeah. They you smoked go. Marlboros and cracked freaking uh, bush lights out in the, yeah. in the woods. Bush and, lights. and all they, and they, they would keep a <laughs> yeah. feather They would keep a, a feather on a string outside their bedroom window and they'd wake up at four in the morning and look and see what way that wind was blowing. If it wasn't blowing the right way, they'd go back to sleep. Yeah. And they'd huh. wake up and if it's it crazy. was blowing the right way, they'd wake up and they'd go out and they'd kill a giant. Yeah. Every time
1: Well, we go you go back into the archives of western hunting, it's all it's all Wrangler jeans yep. and flannels, International Scouts driving mm. roads like I mean they killed absolute well, giants. And tonight.
3: that's really not that long ago cuz just in my own, you know, yeah. uh hunting career, I go back to, you know, some of the pictures of your 72
1: bucks, years of hunting. Career. My 72 years <laughs> of hunting.
3: Every time Lorenzo and I talk, I get a little bit older, but uh No, I go back in, like, into the late 90s, I was still hunting with, you know, just a pair of Danner boots and Danner pronghorn boots, Wrangler jeans and a flannel. And, you know, that's what we went out and we hunted in. And really about the first of this, uh, you know, what do we call it, new century, I guess, or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we started getting into all this technical stuff and the hunting industry has evolved quite a bit. But the same hunting skills and capabilities were the same in the 90s, 70s, and 80s, whatever, Yeah. And now we have all this incredible gear. Like, look in, look in here. Look at the boots, man. That, that boot rack right over there, I think yeah. about that. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's like a, I can't say this on, that's a dream. Yeah. A certain kind of a dream. Like, I, I love boots. I'm a boot, you know, fan. <laughs> you and Trail would get along. Oh, well. Yeah. dude, I, I like love boots. There's like one boot over there I can wear. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I love boots. But, I mean, we didn't have that. We had, yeah. like, Irish setters and danners and, like, you know, old rocky. boots. Or, yeah, rocky yeah. boots and stuff. I mean, it's come a long, long ways. And it's cool to see where it's going. As yeah. long as we never lose that heritage piece, you know what I mean? That always mm-hmm. keeps us grounded and back to the good old days. And, we, now, you, and now you got good supplements, too. That's what
2: I was going to say. Good, yeah.
0: good transition yep. to talk about your supplements. Yeah, instead of War <laughs> and Bush Light, you get... Yeah, instead of, instead of <laughs> yeah. Tobacco and Bush Light, we favorite? actually have some real stuff. <laughs> we, don't well, have
1: that. we don't have that yet. I yeah. was going to start digging in on your past, too, because you have a pretty interesting past as well. Just with what you did.
3: The yeah. scientist. <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not the a scientist. Distinguished the distinguished
1: scientist. This is why I like to make him sound old. He's a man of all trades. He really is.
3: Distinguished gentleman. You know? you know, this
1: guy this guy does business deals in fluent Spanish. No problem. <laughs> he's
3: he's, he's cool. incredible. When you
0: to speak Spanish,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Spain for a few years, but growing up, in uh, it started when I was a kid. Did you ever I, kill ibex when you lived over there? No, uh no. uh. No, I just was over work? there. Yeah, just straight work stuff. And so. Um, But no it started when I was a little kid. I grew up in southern Idaho uh, out in the ag country Mm -hmm. and so most of my friends uh, in Marcy, Nampa and Caldwell area in Idaho, they were uh, Well, they were you know Mm -hmm. migrant kids, you know, and so I started learning a little bit there and I studied all through high school and uh, had an opportunity to go and live in Spain for a couple of years and I took that opportunity and uh, took it serious, you know, I was with a lot of other Americans uh, while I was there and You know, it's kind of a sad thing when I look back on it that I took it really serious and tried to learn the culture and the language and and speak with with them in their native tongue. And that was in the late 90s, mid 90s. And ever since I came home, I made a commitment to myself. I wasn't going to lose it. And so throughout my career professionally, I've had the opportunity to not live full time, but spend better part of a year or two and three in Mexico, uh, Ecuador, uh, Costa Rica. You know, working and helping uh, companies develop their markets down there, and so it's been a real blessing.
6: Yeah,
3: I actually love it too. I love going to Mexico and hunting with these guys in there. I'll the just sit there and like—it's the best.
1: Oh, I, yeah, it's good. Good. That's what I was talking to about with you guys. Mm-hmm. If you go down to Mexico with somebody who's fluent, mm-hmm. they appreciate it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awesome. They've got buddies it
0: that uh, like speak Spanish. Same thing. I mean, you're out on the mountain, you run into a sheep herder. Most yep. of those guys are are you know Spanish speaking, and you roll up to them, and if you could speak to them in Spanish. They'll relay all kinds of information to it you, does. every big buck, every big bull. I mean, they've spent the entire summer out there. Yep. They know the landscape as well as anybody. They're a wealth of information. But, again, you got to have the ability to, like, connect to, with them. Yeah, and, yeah and dude,
1: and absolutely. Speak speak. Get in, your background, though, get into, like, what you did. Because I know it, but I want, they don't know it. No. Yeah, and so, I want other people to
3: know it. No, I, uh, you know, after coming home from Spain, I finished uh, school in the University Wait, of hold, Utah. On, hold on. before we, can, can we take a piss break?
1: Yeah, yes. I, mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't want
5: to like God. interrupt Thanks you. No, no, it. you're good. I got this good back. We'll be back. We'll be back in just a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> these guys <laughs> are got pregnant bladders.
1: <laughs> all right. So we're back from the pee break when you were getting into your history.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, where were we at? Are we talking about, uh, Oh, we we my, determined that you spoke Spanish. Yep. see, <laughs> see. <C>. Very, very <laughs> well. Well played, well played. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, I do speak Spanish. And I enjoy it. In fact, like we were talking about uh, being able to speak Spanish out here in the West, there's a lot of, like, sheep herders and stuff. It's been a blessing to be able to, you know, communicate yeah. with those guys. They uh, they spend more time on the mountain than anybody can. So, yeah, they've helped me kill a lot of elk. <laughs> How did no, you get, how'd you get into this? Yeah, your,
1: what what is your, your history in...
3: So it's kind of crazy, man. Like when I was a kid, oh, thank you. Um, I never in a million years would have thought that this is what I was going to do for a living, you know, um, work in the what we call the nutraceutical industry. Um, never thought that that's where I'd be. I moved to Utah. Uh, I went uh, and finished my undergrad degree at the uh, University of Utah. And um, kind of a joke inside of the state is that, uh, you know, the Wasatch Front's considered Vita Valley um, mm-hmm. as a percentage, a large piece of uh, – you know, the state's uh, GDP is derived from manufacturing and product development. And uh, it just so happened my first job right out of college was with a, a large organization in the industry. And I had an opportunity to start, you know, kind of growing and learning. And I was always on like the back end side at the beginning. Um, and so I was doing like systems and administration and, you know, it was like right at the beginning, this is how old I am, Lorenzo, we can yeah, bring this up again. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But this was before web e-commerce was even really a, a, thing. a thing, and so that was actually my uh, responsibility for the company that I worked for at that time was to help roll out a, an e-commerce platform. But anyways, my interest in uh, it continued to grow, and I had an opportunity in two thousand three, two thousand four to go to a little tiny essential oil company of all things. And I know I'm here. I'm on a I'm on a man cast here, and we're talking about you know cool things like hunting, and I've got a. Super Bowl champ sitting right next to me and uh yeah, I'm the essential oil guy. I mean that's really (laughs) he's really tough guys, you know.
0: Yeah, so we were doing essential oils and you're talking about your nightly skin routine. Yeah, I had a great
3: I mean as you can tell I'm (laughs) seventy two years old. I'm still glowing. (laughs) I might be a little gray. No crow's uh, feet whatsoever. No. Uh and so I did that for uh, nine years, and during the course of that time, I did everything inside the company, and I learned uh, an awful lot. It was it was really a great blessing. You know, I was a young kid, uh, and looking back at some of the stuff that I was able to do, um, like crazy adventures, spent weeks in the Amazon living with natives, you know, looking for botanicals. I mean, where else can you do this kind of stuff? I mean, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, oh. I mean, just absolutely, you know, crazy adventures. And you know, um, and I got to do those kind of things with the owner of the company. Um, but at the same time he empowered me to, you know, lead and run the organization as a whole. And during the time that I was there, um, we took the company from, you know, a few million dollars a year in sales to when I left, we were at a half a billion in sales. And so, um, and it was an incredible experience, you know, absolutely phenomenal. But the, the biggest takeaway that has stayed with me is my love and passion for natural wellness. And, um, you know, I, I left there. I helped start a, another essential oil company that uh, we merged with uh, another large, you know, company in the organization or in the industry. We did that um, for seven years and I had a lot of success with that. And that was spun off and sold in, uh, in 2019, 2020. And since that time, I started taking all of my knowledge, my relationships and helping to develop you know products inside the industry for large Large companies, you know, mm-hmm. um, we have you know several SKUs with you know very large organizations uh, inside of the nutraceutical industry. But one of the things going back to the very beginning of the podcast is that you know there was an interest from the time I met Clay. When we were just out hunting deer and, you know, hanging out in the hay meadow, actually, after he left me, I also have video of him, by the way, (laughs) snoozing. He was sound asleep. My first guided (laughs) hunt. My my first guided hunt. Your first guided hunt, hunt, your guide's (laughs) fast asleep. He leaves me for three hours and, uh, you know, and I don't know where he went, tried to take a nap, but then he came back and took a nap again. (laughs) And I have video of me going, and here I am with the Clay Hill. uh, He's currently in hibernation mode, you know, but anyways, you know, going clear back to That time, you know, he was started to ask me tons of questions about it. And one of the things I love about Clay is super inquisitive. He asks a million questions, and he might be one of the most well-connected people Um, as a guide outfitter. He's crossed paths with you know some of the the biggest swinging dicks you know Mm -hmm. that uh, the country has to offer, the industry has to offer. And because of that, and he is who he is, he has all these relationships that open up different doors and, and different things. And so the genesis of uh, our Apex uh, line of products really came from that conversation. And through that evolution, um, which is another reason why we call it Apex Next Evolution, is really because of the fact that we're always striving and we want to push ourselves. What's that next evolution? Cause if you're not evolving, you know, I, Derek, you said something earlier about complacency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it can become a disease. And so, uh, you know, if we can be putting good fuel into our body and in the industry in general, uh, there's like a good, better, best, you know, kind of, um, uh, methodology to developing products. And unfortunately, you know, there are compromises that have to be made. You're either a badass branding company and you, you know, sh- you skimp on the ingredient side or the product side, or you're a badass um, product company with not a lot on the marketing side. And so your traction and your placement in the industry, um, you know, may maybe either slow or non existent, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, so
0: I, I mean, I'm I'm leading the witness, essentially, if you will. But oh, like, please lead, lead trail, lead. <laughs> so, so what's I mean, I would assume that your emphasis, you're saying that you put a lot of a lot of time into development, R and D, and and ingredients, and looking at per- performance over marketing. Because I yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we know you know yeah, th- there's a company in our space that's a marketing giant. Yeah, there's I mean, and. No, pull no
3: punches. I mean, yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're good, and uh, and I know the the industry well. I know these companies very well. Uh, in some instances, we've even done you know some some product work for them. Uh, but at the end of the day, coming back to like good, better, best, mm-hmm. and looking at what we wanted to accomplish. Uh, I have a full-time day job. You know, Clay's got a, a, a day job, you know, our other partners, S- you know, uh, a, lot, yeah. of, a lot, of snoozing, <laughs> lot of snoozing. A lot of snoozing and his full-time day job. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we looked at this and said, hey, you know, if we have uh, purpose-driven products and we have a good, better, best mentality, but instead of, you know, looking at the lower end, you know, looking at the higher end when we're talking about ingredients and formulas and, um, you know, products in general that became our emphasis. And it just so happens that one of our other partners that couldn't be with us here um, today, he has an incredible organization. Um, I'm very proud of the packaging and the marketing and the look that we have. And it's because he is a very talented uh, and creative, I call him a marketing genius. He's helped build some very, very significant brands. And having all of us working together and being able to recognize what we bring. I know what I bring to the table. I know what Clay brings to the table. Mm -hmm. I know what our other partners bring to the table. And we can help roll this out. And then being with GoHunt, for example, and having an opportunity on what I call a pinnacle platform. You know, you guys are the premier, uh, you know, platform in our industry now. (laughs) Um, You know, that's a blessing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be able to help, you know, get this word out and this message that, you know, there are good, better, best, you know, and this is a best, you know, first in class, you know, yeah. type of product that we're putting together. And so uh, I'd, I'd trail if that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I think
2: did you oh, go for it first?
0: I was. No, you're going to have a question. I know. And if I, 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 and how, if, and is, if I steer it down the road, I we're going to go off and completely. Well, wait, I'm, just so really,
2: I'm just really con- like want to know what it takes to, like you said, develop the best. Like, yeah. How do you what's the research? like the strategy behind it. Like how do you go about this process? I'm sure it's a lengthy process yeah. and there's obviously some secrets through there yeah. too probably, but like it seems mind boggling to me like, okay, let's take a product. Let's make it so you can perform your best, whether in your field, whether you're training, yeah. like what it might be like, what's that process look like?
3: Well, it starts with this, honestly. I mean, it's just sitting around to having a conversation. Yeah, yeah figuring out some know. needs. And. and then, you know, for example, uh, we were having a conversation yesterday and we were talking about clean, healthy foods, right? Mm-hmm. And we call them in the industry of functional food. And so, how can we go and look at natural ingredients? Uh, how can we uh, go and find, uh, you know, functional um, ingredients that will help to apply towards a specific mm-hmm. purpose? And that's where it really starts. And then from there, what we do is we take it into the R and D lab, right? And we start to look at various um, ingredients that will be in that space. So, for example, in the energy drink, you know, you have your various stimulants that you can look at. You have um, Uh, other ingredients that uh, can add as a cofactor, as we call it, Mm -hmm. you know, that will help to support or uplift, maintain, you know, whatever. And so we start looking at all of those pieces and then we start to um, formulate. Mm -hmm. And then that is a lengthy process. Like I've given Clay and some of our other partners. It's been a guinea pig. Oh, Clay has yeah. been like our number one product tester. No more napping. Yeah. You're awake all not the time. I'm about conquer. Got me going. <laughs> yeah, coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we go through that uh, that process. And so, to get to where we have these products right here, this has been about two years worth of product mm-hmm. development. Uh, I think on conquer alone, we yeah. had seven, eight iterations of the product before we nailed a formulation that worked. And then on top of that you have the flavoring, you know, because f- if you don't nail a flavor yeah. and you don't have a good mouthfeel, you know, taste and texture, consumers will go, I'll try it once, but I'm not buying yeah.
2: it. I've noticed it's really like smooth. It's like, I don't know how to describe it other than like, it's a
3: smooth texture in my, like it's refreshing smooth. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like Sam Elliott's voice when he does the, you know, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. It's that it's like, it's like, kind of that's smooth. That's just good, that's good. good yeah. right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> You know, so it, and I appreciate that um, the kind of feedback and the reception that we're uh, hearing from mm-hmm. a lot of people inside the industry as well as outside. That's one thing uh, we want to be very careful to uh, make sure that we don't pigeonhole ourselves just to the hunting industry. Because uh, as much as we have a passion and we love this industry, this is really for outdoor, um, you mm-hmm. know, enthusiasts, people that whether it's backpacking, whether it's biking, whether it's you know, western you know, lifestyle, western area. lifestyle um that's who we want to attract and just so happens the you know the the clay and chad and myself and you know lorenzo you guys now we all share a common you know love of the outdoors and and wildlife and mm-hmm. it's just a natural way to i think you know get get it into the home
0: yeah. yeah what um so conquer would be what in your mind what what niche does that what Sorry, I'm trying to lean into the mic. Oh, do it. getting close to that. <laughs> right? I, I thought you were going <laughs> to give him a smile. I was going to give him I mean. a kiss. I, was like, I could tell I was getting inside his personal space. Yeah, what yeah, happened. Oh I was
4: like, wait a damn <laughs> minute. I'm getting
0: a little too close. What niche would you say? Like, So you've got three products, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So just maybe work me through the three different products that you have yeah. and what niche they fill. So one of the big things um, – starting with conquer, uh, mm-hmm. which is our energy drink. And we refer to it as an energy drink. We're not trying to compete in the gym space. Uh, you know, there are a gazillion different supplements that you can go and get as a pre-workout. Um, and I have a lot of opinions, you know, that I can share on a lot of that stuff that you see out there. Um, but there's, there's a lot that you can go and get. And mm-hmm. then on the flip side of that, you also have a myriad of different uh energy drinks that you can go and get you know and we all know the big name brands or whatever you know we see them at the gas station or in the in the beverage (laughs) they're everywhere right and they're they're all um serve a purpose but you'll get a spike and crash with those and Mm -hmm. so what we wanted to provide was an alternative so if you don't want to get, you know, the niacin burn or the beta alanine flush and, you know, before you go to the gym and, you know, you get this and you, you know oh, yeah. you start, been there. you know, and you get the itchy, you need yeah. sandpaper and you're, you're doing that and you mm-hmm. feel like you're about ready to, you know, claw yeah. the wall off, um, And then on the flip side, whether it's the middle of the day like we are right now and we're having this conversation, you know, having a nice, refreshing pick-me-up, but you're also hydrating at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a uh, dual-purpose type of product. I've been using it now for, gosh, almost 18 months as my pre-workout. It serves me fine for what I like. You know, I don't need that. You know, raw. Yeah. You know, in the gym, I like that little wake me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as far as the the functional aspect, something that differentiates this. I mean, I don't know if you guys can see on here, but this is Tiger's blood, right? That's the name of this. Mm-hmm. But look at the color. Yeah. yeah. There's no artificial colors or That's anything. That's what I've
2: appreciated too. You by noticing it's like doesn't seem fake. There's no fillers in there. Clean. No the color things. It, it's just it's just it a very clean. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's just a very clean product. And then each one of our products has a, uh, what we like to refer to as a hero ingredient, something that really differentiates us from anybody else. And so Mm -hmm. when you look at uh, Conquer, for example, we use a green tea um, coffee or a stimulant, you know, so our green tea extract, excuse me, is our stimulant. It has 120 milligrams, uh, which is not a lot in the energy space, that's very mild. um, Caffeine? Of caffeine, yeah. but then the hero ingredient is something that actually triggers your body's ability to create its own energy at a cellular level, you know, with the mitochondria and the ATP process, if you're familiar with your old biology. It's yet. been a while. Yeah,
2: it's been a long time since I've on all that. But and I took <laughs> some of those courses twice, I do recall, <laughs> in college. So. But anyways,
3: it, 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 that's that differentiates, right? And so instead of You know, taking a a quick shot of something or maybe pounding a 16-ounce, you know, uh, carbonated beverage or whatever that takes you here and you get that mental jitters, you get the physical jitters or whatever, but then you also, you know, take a digger off the the cliff, if you will. Mm -hmm. This, like, just gets you up there, gives you a little bump, and then you just kind of cruise. You know what I mean? You ride it, you know. So go that's to. conquer, And we have two flavors, Tiger's Blood, which is, uh, you know, Derek, uh, you know, he just stepped out, but uh, that was the first one that he tried when we were on that elk hunt. You had him, Blood, had him at Tiger's Blood. I had him at Tiger's Blood. Just the name itself makes
2: me want to drink it as well. Tiger's Blood, you know. Love what it. is
0: that? Like pina colada, strawberry something? It's yeah, it's a, candy, a yeah. strawberry coconut, there you, go. you know.
3: And if you remember when we were kids, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, mean, I remember. The, co- the snow cone, yep, Tiger Blood, that's sure. kind of where it uh, mm-hmm. where it came from. Yeah, Absolutely. So. So and let's then,
0: see. You've got a recovery one as well.
3: Yeah, let's talk about quench, or We'll just go kind okay, of sequentially. Yeah. And so uh, Quench is our hydration drink, and it's. Uh, I'm very proud of this. You know, hydration is a huge issue. Um, most Americans uh, are not getting enough water every day. You know, and, and I. And just regular down. water in and of itself does not rehydrate the body. You need to be getting your your electrolytes. You know, into the system as quickly as possible and doing it on a regular basis. And so, one of the things that we did, you're going to get a full, um, all your electrolytes, you know, the sodium mm-hmm. that you need to be able to rehydrate. But the cool part about it is the hero ingredient that we have is uh, a vasodilator. Mm-hmm. And to my knowledge, and I want to say this to my knowledge, it's the only um, hydration drink that actually has a vasodilator as a kicker. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> you get a. Kind of a, a dual purpose you get a little bump and a pick-me-up of energy uh, because when you vasodilate you're moving oxygen oxygen to the brain helps you know you feel awake and and with mental clarity and whatnot and so having that is a is a huge boost plus you know hydrating and getting all of the electrolytes uh you know and replenishing the cells you have that happening at the same time and so once again flavored i don't have one open right now but uh it's clear you know there's no artificial mm-hmm. garbage in there so mm. gotcha
0: it's good that's the one thing i mean i've tried i think i've tried all of them now at this point and every one that i've tried so far i've liked yeah there hasn't been any of them that i've been like yes eh, that one's not for me yeah like they've all been really good um so you put you put all of them in an individual packet do you, are you also doing tubs or just just packets right now
3: no just packets right now um you know we want to be portable yeah. and we want to be functional. And so one of the things that when you have your, your drink uh, in a powder and in a tub, mm-hmm. a couple of things that happen over a period of time, every time you open that lid, oxygen gets in there. And so you start the oxidation process, which starts degrading, you know, the active ingredients that are in there. And so it's no different than when you slice an apple open and you leave it, it starts to brown. Yep. Yep. The same thing's happening with, you know, the, the product. and so. Uh, that's one. And then two, you get multiple hands that start going in there. It becomes a, yeah. you know, potentially a cesspool of microorganisms, <laughs> right? So uh, we're trying to keep that uh, keep that clean. Makes sense. And then the portability of it, yeah. uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm on a hunt or I'm on a hike or, you know, out doing ranch work or whatever I'm doing outdoors, uh, it's not real convenient to have my... You know, so then what are your alternatives? You're looking at either those smaller little, you know, hour drinks or whatever, Mm. or something to give you that bump. And so we want to make sure that it's super
2: easy for people to use. And whenever you take a tub in the field, like having the truck or whatever, you open that thing up, it's windy. Yeah. That that stuff's going everywhere. Yeah, you need a funnel. You got to make the paper funnel. Yeah, where this is like you just dump it in a small little bottle. It goes right in. You can stick it down in in it first and then tip it over so you get in everything. So you're not wasting that stuff you bought. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. You're spending money on it and it's going in the air. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Yeah, they're great. You just throw them like on a hunt. I can see myself... I have typically just bought the individual packets from other companies mm-hmm. and thrown them, you know, one or two a day, depending on what I've got going on. But, yeah, they make total sense. You just grab them, throw them
3: in your daily kit, and and you're gone. And one of the things, you know, with that uh, being said, Trail, is that we also want to make sure that, you know, hey, this is not just a post-workout or exercise. You know, going back to what I was saying a mm-hmm. second ago, you know, the average American is underhydrated. you know. And so if we can give and you, you start talking to people and you – you, uh, you know, do surveys and well, why don't you drink enough water? Well, I don't like water. So what are they drinking? Diet Coke? Yeah. They're drinking other Diet things. Diet Prefer- hydrate Preferably. In a way. You know, <laughs> so you start looking at all the things. They want something flavored. Yep. So if we can give you something that is good and beneficial while at the same time, you know, that's enjoyable to drink, we can get people hydrating yeah. and there, and I could go into all the health benefits of just staying hydrated in and of itself, but, uh, yeah, I want to make sure that this is Off isn't the top of your head, what are they?
0: Just curious. Give me two. Give you two. Yeah, benefits so, of staying hydrated. Because I would uh, – New, Year, we had this big New Year's Resolution podcast. We all talked about New Year's Resolution. I'm terrible about drinking water, right? Mm-hmm. So Porter was like, okay, a gallon of water a day, which I've been doing. I did it for 30 days. Yeah. And then I've been kind of hit or miss since. But – he was asking me, do you feel better? Do you feel different? To be honest, like, I don't know that I do or I don't, but yeah. like, so just, just give me the big yeah. hitters. What are the biggest so benefits? First
3: and foremost is your skin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever notice that when you're feeling dehydrated, if you look at your
0: hands. You mean like the back of my hand looks like I'm 80? Is that? <laughs> well, you know, fit, now fit, that you mentioned the <laughs> yeah. trail, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, buddy, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it out, get a
3: close up. You know, you know uh, <laughs> your skin first and foremost, but then mm-hmm. also think of uh, hydration, the rest of all the working organs in your body. Uh, you know, in order for your kidneys to work correctly, you know, and do their job, you got to be hydrating so that they can be flushing and cleaning and doing the the uh, custodial work, if you will, of the body. And when you're not doing that you know, on a regular basis or not providing enough of it, you know, you're causing your body's you know own ability to function and support itself to to slow down. Um, and then also when you start talking about you know, Uh, joint and knee, you know, joint pain Mm -hmm. and inflammation and different things. Hydration helps to maintain, uh, you know, better circulation and viscosity in our joints. And so there's so much that we could talk about, but those are a couple right off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Both of them good. I mean, it,
4: he I really mean, knows what he's talking skin about. Skin,
0: I could care less. I mean, but, <laughs> but for but, ladies, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, for women, no, that's I get a it.
3: huge issue, you know. No, um, I, I
0: agree. I, I say that just, you know, jokingly, yeah. tongue, t- tongue in cheek. But, yeah, the other one, inflammation, you know, joints, knees, I run every day. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see
2: that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this NSF. Certification too, you guys got so yeah. That's so kind of, that's like unique in the supplement world. I mean, yeah, I've seen a
3: lot, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, this is something that we take very, very serious, right? You know, best in class, best in show, kind of a, a deal. And so, all of our products are manufactured in an NSF certified facility, which means for us um, that our manufacturer has to abide by very strict, you know, rules and regulations. Whereas you have all sorts of different manufacturers. There's no label requirements that mm-hmm. uh, require you to, you know, do uh, different things uh, in the manufacturing process. In fact, one of the number one things that happens on a regular basis is that, you know, I'd say X, Y, and Z on my label, but what's actually in the product is A, B, and C, oh. or a derivative of, huh. of those. And so <laughs> uh, when you're manufactured in an NSF-certified facility, they're, you know, bound to very, very, very strict and high standards. And so our manufacturing partner is randomly audited multiple times a year. Um, They come in and they shut everything down. They'll test all the products. They'll go and, you know, look what you have in inventory. What do you have on production line? And if it doesn't match up, you know, they will, uh, they'll lose their NSF, uh, you know, accreditation and certification. And so, It means that what we put in the product is in the product.
2: Does that happen a lot then? People say they have certain ingredients in the product and it's actually (laughs) totally not. But you're trying to make your product look a little bit better. So you're charging maybe a different price, but it's you're charging a higher price, maybe. But you have poor ingredients in there.
3: Um, I would would, never happen. Never happen, right? (laughs) I would love to say because I love this industry and I love that when things are done, you know, right that we have the ability to really help people. Um, unfortunately, um, business is business and the yeah. dollar is the dollar and there are organizations, um, there's been myriads of lawsuits over you know, the last 30, 40 years where you know, companies um, when they are tested or they're challenged they don't have what they say they have in the product, mm. and, you know, it's it's an unfortunate situation, but uh, it does happen, yes. I think it's
2: scary because it's like you don't trust in what you're putting in your body. And if I don't trust what I'm putting in my body, how am I going to perform in the mountains? Mm-hmm. Because now I don't, you know, that's just yeah. not good to me. It doesn't yeah. sit well in my head that it, something could be bad in there that I'm taking, and...
3: Ultimately. Well, unfortunately, most of the time, it's not going to be a bad ingredient, no, but it's just a, you're paying for something that it'll you be filler. To, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. You don't want the filler, thing. an inactive ingredient that's taking up space because the active ingredients are always going to be your more expensive ingredients. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. we'll cut back on those and, and uh, not give you the full, you know, RDA or whatever it is that you need of that particular active for that purpose mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: Hmm. Even, yes. even the branding to me is different too, than you see out there. It's like just it's clean. Yeah. It looks you want to pick it up look at it like hey what is this product and you pick it up start looking at it it's like it's clean. Yeah. Best way I can describe it. It's not
3: that's good cuz that's what we were going for. Exactly, yeah. right Clay? And <laughs> and like I said a minute ago, uh one of our business partners is a, a very very talented uh you know marketing um genius as i like to call him he does a really good job and, uh, and and a couple of our other partners as well that are involved you know that's that's their area of expertise you know um i always like to say i, I know enough to be dangerous but i wouldn't trust myself you know trying to put together packaging
6: mm.
0: very good what else you got i will say I'm not a supplements guy, I never have been, yeah. except for maybe like the last couple of years. I will say, like, if I've got, for example, you know, I killed a bull we talked about a little earlier at yeah. lunch. Um, that little pick-me-up, like right when I'm trying to, you know, when it's the middle of the day and I'm trying to make a pack out or I need to make it to the top of that next ridge, that little pick-me-up is so handy. I mean, it really is a difference maker, and mm-hmm. I never would have been that guy that would have admitted to it or yeah. said it or even used it for that matter. Yeah. Like, I just have never been that guy that uses supplements, but you know, carrying around little single packets of a little bit of an energy bump at the right time has been, for lack of a better word, it's been a difference maker. Yeah, so I, I'm glad that we've got it. I, I I'm a fan. Tastes mm-hmm.
2: good. Yep, I I agree. I like the taste, and like I said, I just I like knowing that the products I use. Are gonna benefit me, whether I'm in the mountains or out of the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the biggest thing to me. I want to know something and I want to be able to trust it. And hearing you talk about this, it's like a, just a science drop like of knowledge. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I feel like I know some things, but like after hearing you speak, it's like I need to do a little more research and. figure well, it ask it me, out. I
0: don't know anything. I, yeah. I, I don't claim to, but I appreciate the fact that there are people that do that put yeah. the time yeah. and effort into it. You yeah. know, and I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming and and kind of giving us a rundown. It definitely makes me feel better about it. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean. So for like a week hunt, let's say I'm going on a week backpack hunt, full seven days, mm-hmm. what's the quantity of maybe in like the ratio, which product would I want to throw in my backpack for a day for every single day while I'm out there hunting?
3: Well, it kind of depends. Like for me personally, because uh, we got to experiment with this all fall, you know, uh, I've been really blessed the last couple of years. Clay's allowed me to come over and... and uh, play uh you know guide and outfitter with him and so cowboy he does you know, everything. Uh, you know,
4: you put I, cowboy hat on the boots he does ranch. the whole thing so. oh, yeah. <laughs> I,
3: I, I like doing all that stuff i, I love the western lifestyle mm-hmm. you know from hunting and fishing to you know ranching and and just having a good time outdoors and Clay's given me the opportunity to, to be a part of other people's hunting dreams, you know, That's which cool. is, I, I love doing that. Like to see guys come from back East and kill a big mule deer and elk or whatever. And, you know, sometimes we'd maybe take it a little bit for granted and to yeah. see the joy and happiness. Uh, but going back, you know, Brady, to your question, um, for me, I like to start the morning um, with a, a conquer, either a, a tiger's blood or a, a peach mango it's a little bit easier for me on my stomach than mm-hmm. going straight coffee. You know, coffee sometimes gives me like the, the McGurgles, and next thing you know I'm driving mm-hmm. to my first spot and i got to pull off. And, yeah, yep. and, everyone's you know, been there. You know what I mean, you know yep. what we're doing. And so it's a little bit smoother. It gives you that same nice little bump. You know, mid-morning, if we've, you know, hiked to a glass and spot or, you know, hiked into a canyon or whatever, I want to make sure I'm going to have uh, my quench. After lunch, I like a little peach mango to will pick me up middle of the day and then at night you got to have a recovery so if i was doing a backpack hunt i'd make sure that i had at least 3 conquerors i'd have 5 you know quenches and then i'd have at least one recovery that i took right before i went to bed every night and the cool part is is that you know you don't have to take the entire pack Take your individual sachets out. You can put exactly. them in a ziploc, mm-hmm. wrap them, yeah. yep. and uh, you stick them in your backpack. And the cool part is, is on those kind of hunts, usually our hydration. We're going to a spring. We've got our our uh, water purification system that we're using, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can mix them, you know, right there and pull it right out of your your uh, like what were those ones that we used last year at TAC, you know um, yeah those were a new thing yeah, those were awesome you know oh, the, like giant heart, algae hard you side guys. hydration yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah pretty slick anyways so yeah. that's probably what i would recommend mm-hmm.
0: yeah well good i'm we appreciate you guys coming down um
4: yeah, getting that go hunt stamp of approval is a big thing to us too, yeah you know? i mean you guys are using everything you're using in the store Mm-hmm. you know to get to get your blessing that it's a good product and something that you guys would take out there it means a lot to us you know
2: yeah and like i said i did enjoy Having those little vials with me this last fall, so <laughs> I might still have to just for you know, just yeah. for but old times' M- sake, memory lane, just dump some of those in my vial. In <laughs> my vial still yeah. because that was kind of fun. Like when I was asked, "What are you pulling out of your backpack yeah. right now?" Yeah. Just a little apex
3: speaker, yeah. huh? You make yeah. sure there's yeah. no gunpowder in the yeah. bottom of yeah, that. Exactly. Just make sure. But no, we really do. And you know, the connection with Go Hunt, um, as Lorenzo was talking about a little bit earlier you know we were all sitting in camp and, and almost 2 years ago i remember him talk
0: he came home from that trip and i remember being down here i don't i don't know what i was doing but i remember him pulling me in the office and saying hey i got an idea for you let me let me pitch this yeah. idea what do you think and i said yeah definitely i think there's room yeah there's there's room and there's a need you know yeah. i mean a, a, anything that exists on the market can always be improved upon yeah you know and, and i feel like you guys have taken like a new and novel approach to it you know it's i like i like it
3: so, well, we appreciate yeah, it. We appreciate Go Hunt because uh, without Lorenzo's, you know, enthusiasm, as you guys know, you work with him on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he locks in on something, he locks in, you oh, know. Oh, he does, yep. And he was super enthusiastic and super supportive, you know, throughout the process. Um, he and his family, they were product testers. You guys were product testers for us, you know. And so we appreciate uh, from day one, legitimately, you know, your support behind this uh, and being down here and be able to leverage the platform uh, to be able to help share the message that we have, you know, uh, purpose driven products um, buy hunters for hunters kind of a thing. And we know what we want. We know what we needed. And we went out and created it for ourselves. I yeah. uh-huh. like that purpose driven products. Yeah, right. I like the. Yep.
0: and available in the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Oh. So also, you guys is
3: direct sale online or yeah, we have. Uh, you can go to the website okay. Uh, www.apexnextevolution.com. Okay, it's a little bit of a long URL, but uh apexnextevolution.com.
0: Very cool. Or the like we said, Go Hunt Gear Shop. Go Hunt Gear Shop. Yeah.
3: Which get points back on your purchases?
0: Yeah, you definitely
2: hit, do. Hit us with a promo, Brady. So, yes. <laughs> good segue, trail. Did you like that? Nice. <laughs> did, that, was, that was. I was like, <laughs> it's like you like it like guys done, done this Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we are deep into application season right now. And to give you guys a little kickback, we want you guys to have the best of the best research. We want you to put more tags in your pocket and sometimes even just figuring out where to get a tag in your home state. Maybe you live out west, you think you know everything about hunting in your home state. Well, there could be a little hidden opportunities out there, maybe a better spot that's a couple hours away, tag you can draw that you don't know. So use promo code podcast, it's going to get you, you know, $50 back to the Hunt gear shop so it's 50 points Fifty one one point is one dollar so fifty dollars back and you can turn around after you sign up for that insider membership use those 50 points buy some of the gear we're talking about right now
0: you can buy some apex buy some it's apex yeah
2: then <laughs> start using that stuff you start doing some of your e-scouting on the computer you're gonna be well more you know focused and zoned in on what you're actually looking at what tags you're trying to research and try to pull and then later on in the year use this stuff in the field so yep Definitely get in there right now, use promo code podcast, get an insider membership. I mean, yeah, we work here, but like, I couldn't imagine myself right now not having insider at my hands every you, single day we, to dive in there and do research. We just
0: dropped New Mexico elk application strategy article. Um, I've been looking at New Mexico for the last two weeks working on those. I just got a text message from a buddy, he killed a giant Barbary yesterday on a hunt down there. I'm Jonesing to to get out and go hunting, and I start seeing pictures. I start doing research in states like New Mexico, which I'm a huge fan of. Now is the time to do your research. I mean, those applications are all you know coming up in the spring, and the key really to getting out a chance to go hunting is to draw a permit or get a permit. So we have everything that you need. Use the promo code podcast. Promo code podcast. Cool. Thanks, guys. Right on. Thank Thank you, you guys. guys. Appreciate Appreciate y'all.